What's up, gamers? Welcome to the 21st episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. We are one day removed from E3's big three conferences for Sony and Microsoft. Nintendo's was just this morning. And as promised, we are here to give you a recap of the three big conferences. A lot of new things have been announced. The gaming universe is alight with excitement, for especially for certain titles. We're going to get to all of that in just a bit. But first, I have with me the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today. Let's begin, Mr. KGB. Gary, how are you today? I'm pretty good. How about yourself, Glenn? I'm pretty good. You know, I overslept this morning. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I told you. I woke up. Um, I meant to wake up early and watch the Nintendo conference, um, or direct, whatever you want to call it. And um, I woke up late with my phone in my hand and my alarms turned off. So that happened. And so I have no clue what happened at Nintendo, but I understand that you watched it, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so we'll call on you in just a bit, but just for now, let's move on to the other person who watched the Nintendo conference just this morning, our shapeshifter, Fraser Miller. How are you, Fraser? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Hello. Can I recover? Can I recover after all the freaking rush going on? <laughs> I like how you said that. Hello. That was awesome. Um, how are you? Is there is there a big rush over in Scotland about E3 and what's been going on here in the States? Everybody's been talking about it, but I mean... For Sony's conference, everybody's like, yeah, I went to bed, and I'll watch it when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did the people who said that follow through? Do you know if they watched it? Yeah, because a lot of people actually over here, like friends I know actually have like PS4 or are interested in PS4. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, it was a good conference. Um, also, we have Ben, who was in a special podcast last night with Fraser and Gary, I think. Were you in it, Gary? Yes, yeah, Gary was there. in it. Gary was there just kind of watching E3 and reacting to yeah. it. So every uh, gasp of surprise or, oh, my goodness, from the Sony conference just last night, Ben, Fraser, and Gary were there. I was not. I was actually elsewhere. I will get to that soon. But in the meantime, how are you, Ben? Um, I'm still feeling a bit knackered from last night, to be honest. <laughs> last night was wow. rough. We got so many articles onto PlayStationUniverse.com. Um, uh, especially from the Sony conference. If, if you had to get up to go to the bathroom at any point, we probably covered what you missed. Uh, we're, we, we've been working hard. So thank you guys for your hard work. Let's get right into this, shall we? Um, Nintendo's conference was today, and I understand that there have been some interesting announcements, but overall it was just kind of an okay conference. Uh, uh, let, let's hand the floor over to... Fraser and Gary, and let's hear what happened at this conference. What was announced? What were the big announcements that Nintendo had to offer? Biggest one? Probably Zelda. There's a new yeah. Zelda coming. There is a new Yeah, it looks amazing. Well, it's they, an open world. It. I think they announced it like two years ago. They showed something off, and it's completely different from what they showed of it before. So, And um, it's, uh, Fraser, you were saying it's an open world? Well, apparently that's what I've been reading. I mean, I, I will admit it's like uh, I I didn't exactly enjoy Nintendo's thing. I, I suppose I like the big flashy press conferences a bit much, but I mean, it looked pretty damn fantastic. Um, I mean, the glass, the glass, the grass was flowing away, and then there's a big massive creature chasing them, and as you're running away in your horse, and it, it visually looked pretty stunning. 
it's just uh, they say it was all in game as well. It, a bit like Uncharted, where they kind of showed something, but they didn't actually have someone pick up the controller. Mm-hmm. So kind of just a, a trailer, a, a teaser kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, it was incredibly gorgeous. That's I was, good to hear. Blown away from the image that they showed. Is it really? <laughs> is it really cartoony, like Zelda style, or, or is it yeah, a little more realistic? It's cell shaded, uh, cartoony. Uh, I'd say it's kind of like a cross between the cell shading from. Skyward Sword and um, the GameCube one. Sounds, Wind Waker. Sounds good. Uh, and what's this one called? Uh, it doesn't have a name. Oh, it doesn't right have now. a name right now. It's just yeah. Zelda right now. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a pretty strong announcement. Um, if anything, Nintendo fans love Zelda, right? Zelda, oh, yeah. Zelda, oh, yeah. Zelda's a big I'll deal. I'll get a, a Wii U for it. You're going to get a Wii U for it? Yeah. So... Um, how about Super Smash Brothers? Was there anything new on Super Smash Brothers? Oh, there was an exciting bit of a trailer, which looked amazing, and me and Gary thought it was some sort of Super Smash Brothers anime at one point. Then it revealed to just be a character reveal. Oh, what was the character? Uh, it's your mies. Yeah, it's it's yeah, me. character from Kid Icarus. Uh, Princess Lady... something or other. Lady something. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what her name is anymore. So, uh... A, character, a new character from Kid Icarus. And then, Fraser, what were you saying about Mies? You can play as your Mies, and you have three different um, sort of like classes you can put them in, like Swordmaster, Gunner, and... Brawler. Brawler. And yeah. they all have different sort of attributes, and, you know, the Gunner kind of fights from afar, and Brawler's up close and personal, and sort of things. It's like, but I kind of wish they would stop trying to put me into everything. That's true. They they do like to do that, but that is a nice new aspect of the gameplay. I mean, you have three, essentially three new characters, just different shapes according to whoever's me it is, and um, so they all have kind of a set thing. Or can you mix and match their skills or or, or what? Seem to be a, a sort of set saying you know, gunners a gunner, swordmaster swordmaster, but they did reveal the whole, um, you know, his little figurines that we're talking about. Okay. The little yeah. toys um, to use on the Wii U gamepad. You yeah, can like NF- NFC. That's the one. And basically, you, you set it down in the gamepad, and then the character pops up, and they have a chip that goes between the the, the actual game and the little toy. And you, it's sort of like your character grows, it like evolves, and gains more stats and everything, hmm. which seemed pretty cool. But I mean. Is anyone going to pay attention with whole Disney Infinity and Skylanders around? Well, I think they will because it's Nintendo, and Nintendo has that great appeal of their characters. So, I hear that a lot, though. It feels like a crutch for Nintendo lately, in fact. Um, I hear, like, whenever there's a question for Nintendo, it's all, the answer's always, oh, because it's Nintendo. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm starting not to buy that very much. Um, but what were you saying, Ben? Uh, the problem is they're also doing it for Mario Kart 8 as well. You can buy little kart figure and FC figures for Mario Kart 8. So these cards, they do what? They, they change the looks or the stats? or, or Nobody what? knows exactly what the Mario Kart ones do, just the fact that they'll be releasing different N- NFC figures okay. for Mario Kart. But in, in Super Smash Brothers, they do change the stats. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mario Kart ones unlock 
DLC characters that uh, are at least played on. Like, they showed off Dry Bones and Dry Browser during one of the trailers originally, but they're not actually in the game. But there's a figurine version of those two, so chances are you have to buy those to unlock them. See, that's really weird to me, because not too long ago we did an episode of RDGH where we were talking about the difference between free-to-play, pay-to-play, and buy-to-play. And one thing that we said was a bad thing about free-to-play is um, they tend to have cash shops. That's how they make money, and then people can just buy things and make their character more powerful. It provides a disadvantage for other players. So the fact that these characters in Super Smash Brothers can have their stats improved by buying these cards or whatever they may be, do you think that that offers a similar hazard? No, they're little on cards. Yeah, they're little statues. They're statues. Okay. Do you yeah. do you think that having the statues would um, create a similar disadvantage in uh, Super Smash Brothers? It, to, to be honest, chances are. Apart from the online, which w- might give a, an advantage, our chances are the Mies will be banned in tournaments. The Mies will be banned? Okay, so these statues only affect the Mies. Yeah, they. I think... Do they? Are they do they actually... No, they affect in the whole game, it seemed. Uh, that's that's the impression I got. Uh, to, to answer your question, though, I don't think it's it's the same, because, you know, with, with the free-to-play stuff, you're, playing, you're paying for digital things, whereas this is an actual thing that you can own. People's like I know a lot of people who buy the Skylanders toys just to collect them. They don't even have the game. You know, the, the same thing with the Disney Infinity stuff. So it has that appeal to a lot of people too. So to me, I, I think having something that's physical, uh, people pay would rather buy that than than buy something digital. But see, you're talking about value to the customer. Um, what I'm asking is about the integrity of the game. And, and the, uh, the the way people play it is um, having this statue able to help you in the game going to provide an unfair advantage to players that don't have it. I mean, against players that, that don't have it. Is that going to make their lives more difficult in the game? Well, I'm sure they'll have options where you can set it up so you can't use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they yeah, show where people are changing a lot of the options in Smash Brothers, what they can have, what they can't have. I know it was in the, the 3DS version trailer of the game that they showed. So I'm sure they'll, they'll give you the option to, to either let you use them or not. Okay. Yeah, chances are there'll be some sort of options, say, uh, default characters only. Right, something like that. Okay, well, that's, a, uh, I guess, a way to sell products, but kind of a shaky road. I hope that they do it right. Um, I heard there was something else about the uh, 3DS and Wii U versions of Super Smash Brothers. Am I right? Uh, the release dates. The release dates have changed. So, so what's the new release dates? So the release date for uh, Smash Brothers on the 3DS was supposed to be this summer. Okay. Uh, it's now October 1st, 2014. Okay. Uh, they, and the Wii U version doesn't have a hard date, but it is coming this holiday, 2014. So... so so the big six-month gap that I've been complaining about for weeks now is no more. No. There will still be a gap, though, possibly. Possibly. Unless they yeah. say, oh, it's coming the next week of October or something. Yeah. <laughs> but see, like, a month or two, that that's better. I mean, that's not ideal. Ideally, there would be no gap at all. Um, 
or a very Ideally, if there was a gap, it would be the opposite way around. Right, or a very small gap. But the fact that there was a six-month gap was absolutely ridiculous, and I'm glad that now that's significantly lessened, because someone's more likely to say, oh, I can wait a couple months for the Wii U version, as opposed to, oh, what, I have to wait six months, half a year to get it on my Wii U You, you don't know Nintendo fans. <laughs> you don't know? Well, I mean, it's still a Nintendo console, the 3DS, they can get it either way. That's what, like, I've always kind of... Now, Nintendo fans, if you're listening to this, please don't kill me. The biggest enemy of the Wii U is the 3DS. The biggest enemy? Well, yeah, because Nintendo makes it that way. Nintendo didn't have to... They don't have to... Well, I I don't know how they have it organized, but it doesn't make sense to have everything come out for the 3DS first when you're trying to sell Wii U's. That's that's just not wise. That doesn't sell consoles. So, um, of course, things are going to go better for the 3DS. It's an extremely popular handheld... Whereas the Wii U is floundering or, and has been for a while. And so now you're going to, instead of trying to boost the Wii U sales by releasing this first for Wii U, um, put this on Wii U, that on Wii U, you're releasing it to um, the 3DS customers half a year in advance? Come on. Even two months in advance. You, you, they're, they're making it more, they're making it better for 3DS. Ubisoft actually also came out and said that they have like a completed Wii U game, but they're not willing to launch it until the Wii U sells more because the marketing just would outweigh what they would make back because there's just not that many consoles in households. Right, right. So, so Yeah, they said, I think they've been made, finished by about six months, they said. Yeah, and some people are thinking, oh, they should just launch it, you know, make money, but it's like you're thinking Ubisoft, they can put a marketing behind that and make a huge game. Or they could just, you know, make a money pit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I hope it manages to. It, it sounds like there is some good stuff. Was there anything else from the Nintendo conference? The Pokemon. I didn't see the Pokemon thing, but I, I saw probably my favorite game they've announced yet. Um, they basically showed the actual sort of in-game footage of it. The uh, so Mega Ruby and. The heck did they call the other one? <laughs> uh, uh, Mega Ruby and Alpha, Alpha Sapphire. Yes, that. Um, they actually showed the in-game footage, and it's like it's uh, using the sort of the latest Pokemon engine. Uh, the X and Y. Yeah, it's looking the, pretty. The versions. Say that again, Gary. Yeah, they they're pretty. They pretty much showed off the the remake of those of those games. Okay. Releasing on it, which which is kind of unfortunate because they start off with this amazing CG trailer, and I was like, oh wow, we're finally getting a Wii U Pokemon game, and then they went to that. That annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I was this really upset. <laughs> yeah, they can be misleading. Like for instance, with Pokemon X and Y, they were like, yeah, this is like a fully kind of 3D looking Pokemon game, and you know, so what we were all expecting was that it would pretty much be in third person view instead of this aerial view that it tends to take on. But yeah. no, like the third person view was only for one city, and then the rest of it was the normal Pokemon view that it always has. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, they did show off some more games. They showed off uh, a Toad game. Uh, he's getting his own game now. Uh, he can do like mining stuff, things like that. Uh, it looks pretty interesting. I think it's using the same engine as the the Mario game that came out on the Wii U as well. The way. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
they showed off a new Kirby game. It's using some sort of like claymation. Oh, I hate claymation. <laughs> I really hate claymation. I, I think I hate claymation. They showed that uh, you can draw like outlines of where he can go and stuff like that. But to me, the best thing they showed was the new Yoshi game. There's a new Yoshi game. Yes, it's it's it was kind of if you don't if you remember uh, the the Kirby game, it was done with like yarn design. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much what they're doing with the Yoshi one, where everything is like designed out of yarn. Oh. No. <laughs> It, it looks so adorable. It's like the cutest Yoshi no, ever. I don't think I don't think yarn. I don't think claymation and stop motion anime. I hate all of those things. I hate stop check motion. Out, check out the video. It was it looked really awesome in my opinion. I'll look, but I don't like stop motion animation at all. I hate it. I really do. So <laughs> it wasn't stop motion. Though maybe the Kirby one was, but not the Yoshi one. The Yoshi one wasn't. Okay, we'll see. No. Um. <laughs> so what were you gonna say, Ben? Okay, my my favorite game has to be that new Mario Maker, where you can make your own Mario levels. That w- looks yeah. amazing. So you can make your own Mario levels in, in what? Yeah. So you can just literally create the level and add hazards and whatnot. Yeah, it's pretty much Little Big Planet with Mario. Yeah. Wow, I'm seeing a lot of that lately. Project Spark over on Xbox is like that, sort of. Uh, you can. It's on the Wii U, and you can share it with your friends once you made the levels. Okay. Which, which yeah, sure, is like, impressive. When they first showed it, it was like the old school 8-bit Mario from the Nintendo. And I was like, okay, that's cool, but it, it's really old school. And then they showed you can in real time switch between the 8-bit and the Wii U version looking of Mario, okay. which is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So so we've got, um, we've got Super Smash Bros. character reveal. We have a new Zelda, we have a new Yoshi, a new Kirby, um, Mario Maker. So that's five decent announcements. Anything else from Nintendo? Interestingly, they did technically announce Star Fox. What? They show, yeah, they showed Miyamoto <laughs> playing it, but the screen was blurred out so you couldn't see. You can just make out the outline of them flying a ship. And, and this just baffles me because... That's what they showed at the conference, but yet at the show four, people can go and play it right now. Well, yeah, then why did they blur it? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's apparently called Star Fox Rethink. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo, listen. Drugs are bad for you, okay? <laughs> I don't know how much... You must have been to Colorado and, and tried some of their weed because you are making some stupid decisions. Why wouldn't you show Star? People have been wanting a Star Fox game for forever. Why would you not go out on stage yeah. or in your video, whatever the heck you're doing? Why would you not go out there and say, "Hey, guess what? We're giving you a reason to buy a Wii U. We're giving you what you want. We're giving you a Star Fox game." Why would you not want to throw that out there? Because the heck... it's really bad. What's really bad? The new Star Fox game. It's really I've, bad. I've read a lot. I've read a few bad impressions about the fact that it's pretty much like a pretty much like an auto-targeting simulator. You know, it's not... There's not as much flying as the old Star Fox games. It's pretty much sort of like a time crisis star... star, you know. See, I... I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anymore. I want Nintendo to succeed so bad, but they keep making such... They keep... I don't think they want to succeed. I don't know if they want to succeed because, like, I'm not even an expert. Like, this is just common sense stuff. 
And like they're just, I'm, I'm just baffled by the decisions they're making. Yeah. Anyway, well, I another think... thing that that surprised me was the lack of uh, the Fire Album and Shin Megami Tensei crossover. I think they could have won a lot of points with a lot of fans if they showed that off. So Persona, so they should have showed off. Yeah, more Persona. Persona Q, you mean? No, not Persona. The Fire Album oh. cross Shin Megami Tensei, the crossover game oh. that they're working on. Yeah. You know, I, I noticed a lack of Atlas. I don't know if Atlas was there at the show floor. Um, we'll have to ask our guys when they get back. But I, I noticed a complete lack of Atlas for everything so far. There was a collected edition of Persona Q announced, though. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so they uh, announced you... the, a collector's edition. And what's in the collector's edition? Uh, the first edition is the normal retail bundle. Uh you'll get a set of tarot cards that were used in the game by the Evokers and contains XI to XXI because the other cards will come from the Ultimax Arena game. Um, that package will cost you $49. And then the Wild Cards Premium Edition will cost $79, come with the same tarot card set, an art book, a soundtrack, and a deluxe hard case for the 3DS. Wow. That's not bad. That's a good price. And I must admit, the hard case does look pretty cool. Right, right. Another game that I, I guess they made a mistake on is they announced the new Monster Hunter coming out for the Wii U uh, in 2015, but they announced it before the show started. Why? <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. I guess it's time. I don't know. They needed the time to show their game. They needed have... the time. <laughs> they needed the time to say that the Miis are going to be in Super Smash Brothers, but they couldn't do this? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Into... Oh, let's move on. I, let's move. I'm getting a headache. What <laughs> What else? What else came from Nintendo? Do I, dare I ask? Is that it? Um, I think that was it. That was it. But it was only a... It was only a 35-minute conference, wasn't it? It was about 40 minutes. They did make fun of themselves, though. So, that's always good. <sighs> that, that whole CGI fate thing at the beginning, which was, which was quite fun to watch, but it's just like, what's this here for? Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to watch. I, I thought the, the, the presentation itself, I thought, was pretty enjoyable, personally, but... And was, I would it, watch that... <laughs> Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles. Demon Blade oh, yeah. Chronicles. Yes. Xenoblade X Chronicles, yeah. Do you remember the title just called X? No. I do. It looks a bit like Mech Skyrim. Yeah, that's essentially that's what X has become. Xenoblade Chronicles X, or X Chronicles, whatever the balls they want to call it. <laughs> Yeah, well... It's a JRPG. It's a massive open-world JRPG. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, in case you want to know, supposedly Legend of, the new Legend of Zelda is influenced by Skyrim. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be arrowed in these jokes everywhere. Soon you're going to... It will be a broken game when it comes out. Yeah, and Nintendo's usually pretty good with quality, at least. And, and yeah. 
As long as we don't have, like, a cartoon-looking Khajiit in the game, <laughs> then I think they'll be okay. Um, <laughs> so, is is that all the big news for Nintendo? Yeah. That's all I can remember, really. Oh, yeah. Yes. Short conference. That's shorter than... Like, it, was, it was about 40 minutes long. Even EAs and Ubisofts were longer. Um, oh. To be fair, it just those just felt longer. They felt longer. Well, no, they were longer. Like they were a full hour. But man, that that anime they showed for the Smash Brothers was like, wow, this this is an anime that's totally awesome. But no. yeah, I would actually watch the anime if it was real. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Um, okay, uh, so let's move on here. The biggest competition, arguably, in this generation so far has between has been between Microsoft and Sony. Um, I definitely say arguably because of the large gap in sales between the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, it feels like there was no competition I, uh, for this past year because Microsoft has been so far behind. Uh, that said, E3 was very important for both companies. I did get the chance to watch both of these conferences, and I actually left reaction videos on YouTube. Uh, so did Fraser on his channel, Smash Gaming 999 is it? Yep, thank you. <laughs> left, uh, you're welcome. Left uh, reaction videos with a friend of his about the conferences. Definitely check them out on his YouTube channel. Um, let's talk about Microsoft's. Microsoft last year was a mess. They, they were severely unfocused, severely distracted. They were trying to sell a TV box to video gamers, and E3 is not the place to do that. Uh, E3 is the video gaming powerhouse conference. So um, this year, it was very, very, very clear that Microsoft had learned its lesson. Um, from the very beginning, Phil Spencer came out in his first outfit of the evening and talked about how we're all about games, this conference is going to be all about the games. Uh, that got a decent response uh, from the audience, and people were cheering about that. Um, so definitely a strong message. We're about games this time. Um, and so they began, and it was literally game, 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 game. Like, there were no big, long speeches. Um, the biggest distraction, and I, I complained about this in my reaction video, was the stupid little uh, videos. That, like, I guess they sat down and they interviewed a bunch of developers, and they asked them questions like, how many hours do you think you've played games overall? And what's your favorite game? And where did, how did you grow up playing games? How did you get it? And I'm watching this, and I'm like, I don't care. Why, do I, why should I possibly care about how many hours these people have played video games? Okay. That has nothing to do with why I'm here. It was mostly a distraction. Um, or maybe Phil Spencer used the time that was going on to change his shirt. I don't know. But um, they were absolutely pointless. But otherwise, very strong. Um, we started with Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, um, which in my opinion looked pretty strong. How did you guys feel about the new Call of Duty? I know people are, are getting tired of Call of Duty. Um, everyone's kind of being like, Ugh, another one, it's more the same stuff. But this one actually looks kind of cool to me. What do you? What did you guys think? Um, 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 it's just, uh, <laughs> that, that's my opinion. It was kind of meh, not, not that. I, I, honestly, I'm I'm just looking forward to Homefront Revolution. Homefront Revolution. That's the, only, that's, that's the only FPS I'm really looking forward to, apart from Evolve. There was one thing that I made a point of noting here, and that, it's that there's no dogs. The word dog did not 
exit their mouths at all at any point. They, it, it was really focused on the experience um, and, and the gameplay. What's that? It might come via DLC. It might come via DLC. Yeah, more dogs. mechanical dog. But it was it was it was more about the gameplay this time. You have this cool new grenade that has different functions. You can switch between them, um, and you know it has some kind of story element to it. We saw the the end of the trailer. The guy got his arm stuck in the in the chopper, and um, got kind of blown up. And you lost your arm too somehow. I don't know how that happened. Um, probably in the explosion. But you know, it, it, there was just more depth to this game this time around than there was with Ghosts when they were talking about the dogs, and I really appreciated that. Um, yeah. Gary and Ben, did you think it was kind of meh as well? I, I really did enjoy that cool of Matrix Advanced Neo. It looked really good. <laughs> what are you talking about, the Matrix Advanced Neo? Well, you know, those Matrix robots halfway through the trailer. Oh, the drones. Those drones that he kept ducking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they look like those, those uh, what's it, those, those drones that attacked that city in the Matrix that was on the ground. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I actually did enjoy it. I think it's nice that it's being built uh, on the next-gen, these consoles, rather than on the previous-gen consoles. And then being ported over, kind of like Ghosts was. Um, my only problem with it is it doesn't look like Advanced Warfare to me. It looks like Future Warfare to me. Like the game just has way too many futuristic things that I'm sure are in development by militaries right now, but I don't think they're using them right now. <laughs> no, obviously not. And I took a look at this game online, and it takes place in 2054. So, um, a good that's pretty much future warfare. That's not advanced. Yeah, a good forty years from now. But um, term terminology aside, how did you feel about the way the gameplay looked? Do you feel like this is uh, people have been asking for something different from Call of Duty for a while? Do you think this is enough to uh, lengthen the longevity of the franchise? In a way, yeah. I like how they're now implementing things like you can take the car door off of a door off of the car and use it as a shield. You know, he's he's carrying that big portable shield with the glass on it that he can pull down and sh- start shooting people. I think that was pretty cool. The grenade thing obviously was awesome. Uh, really reminded me of the Judge Dredd and Robocop pistol thing where oh, you yeah. can bullets. <laughs> I, I want that. To, I want that the game to have voice commands just for that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But uh, you know, I, I would have liked to see more of the of the vehicle stuff that they've shown off. You know, like the super sprint and the super jump stuff. You know that that they've showed in the trailer, the the hover bikes. That would have been cool to see. But uh, from from what I saw, it it felt kind of like Call of Duty shooter wise, but with nice advanced weaponry, I could say, and extra features. Okay, so. Um... That's the new Call of Duty. I, I'm I'm glad to see this kind of refreshed feeling. I have a refreshed feeling looking at this Call of Duty compared to previous Call of Duties. Yeah, I think the three-year life cycle between developments is going to help them a lot. I agree. We it, It's just kind of been saturating the market. I'm glad to see that they're kind of rethinking the way they do some things and, and adding new things to it. Um, moving on. Someone from Forza Motorsport 5 came out, and he, he was basically just talking about some new content. There's a new track 
called Nürburgring. I can't pronounce it. I think it's Norwegian, sort of. Um, and, Nürburgring. Yeah. And this this was met with a smattering of, of applause. It was um, He announced that it was available immediately, uh, the new track for Forza Motorsport 5. And then he moved on to Forza Horizon 2 from Playground Games, going to work in 1080p and all that good stuff, um, launches September 30th this year. One thing that really struck me about this announcement was that you can create clubs. And I'm listening to that, and, I, and he's talking about how it's socially connected, the most socially racing game, socially connected racing game, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, hmm, this sounds a little familiar. Where have I heard this before? Um, it's almost like another studio from Sony created a game called Drive Club and used very similar terminology to describe it. But no, that can't be possible. I must be wrong. Um, also remember, <sighs> you do not need an Xbox One to play the new Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon, the Forza Forza. Horizon 2. <laughs> um, it's also coming to the Xbox 360 on the same day. It's coming to the Xbox 360 as well. Um, yeah. I find it interesting that you can create clubs, but you know, I, I can't complain because this is how technology grows. Things have to start somewhere and then competition drives them elsewhere and then more people get to have them. So obviously Drive Club has been making an impression on other developers and I'm glad to see it coming out in other forms. I'm looking forward to Drive Club, but we'll talk about Drive Club in just a little bit. Um, how did you guys feel about Forza? Um, the only thing I enjoyed about I'm not a huge sim racing guy. Um, but to me, the, the, the thing that stuck out was the awesome water detail on the cars. Like, the water drops and how it moves off the car. I thought that was really cool. Okay. That did look very nice. Um, let's see. We move on. I'll let Fraser talk about this next one. We moved on to something called Evolve. Um, Fraser, what do you have to say about Evolve? I cannot wait for that game. Um, I, probably of everyone here and probably PlayStation Universe and whatnot is Evolve, as soon as I saw it, I was, I'd been ever so excited. They've shown off Goliath and they showed off a new creature called Kraken, which is pretty much what it says on the tin. And there's been some other stuff shown it uses sort of electrical powers and stuff and can fly because we all need a giant creature that can fly and stomp our heads. <laughs> But, I mean, what they showed looked fantastic. It is in the Crytek engine, and I it, it looks fairly impressive, and it's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's 4v1. Um, I also forgot to say something when we were talking about Call of Duty. Um, despite PlayStation being announced as the lead console for Call of Duty so far, uh, Microsoft managed to get some timed exclusive add-on content. Um so Xbox is going to be the first to experience these add-on contents before the PlayStation gets it, uh, which is pretty significant. Also, Evolve also has the same deal. Some DLC for Evolve is going to come to Xbox first, even though Evolve will end up on the PS4 in the future. Um, Gary, how do you feel about Evolve? I, I agree with you. It is a very interesting concept. I like the idea of uh, the four-player co-op and one person being controlled it, as the monster, I think is a pretty cool idea. Um, my my only issue is, is uh, how many monsters, how many stages they're going to have, simply because 
knowing how gamers are, they're always going to find the little exploits where they can stay to, 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 to get the best advantage of things like that. And it can grow stale. Uh, that that's my fear of it. So I think the additional content, whatever it's going to be, is going to be good for it. But uh, if, if it does come on PC, is it coming on PC, Fraser? Yep. Yeah. So all platforms. If they can mod that game on PC, then it's going to be a perfect game for the PC market. Perfect game for them. Good, good, good. Ben, any thoughts? I think it, it's. I I don't have any hope for it, really, to be honest. No. No, I think it. Games will be fun for a few hours. I don't think it's going to be that exciting. It might. No, I don't think so. Did you know that Warframe's going to Xbox? I know it's it's been in work. It's for a while now. Um, be interesting to see how well it works on the Xbox. Yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll work just fine. It's just you know, I'm I'm kind of. I don't know why it surprised me. It's never been. It's never been an exclusive game or anything. But, um, well, technically, it was exclusive to Sony for a while because it's only been on PlayStation consoles. Yeah. If you think about it, has it been, has it's it? on PC first. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Console exclusive, though. Yeah, as far as consoles go, it's been exclusive. But hey, Xbox owners, you're going to get Warframe. You're going to get to see yeah. what Ben has been doing with all of his time before Final Fantasy XIV launched. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get to enjoy all the money that I spent. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, <laughs> I funded your Xbox version. Enjoy it. <laughs> you haven't. You haven't spent as much as our friend Mike has on War Thunder. We ca- we did the conversion. He spent enough on War Thunder in the UK for a brand new X- day one edition five hundred dollar Xbox One in the US. How? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but I guess that's how the system works. You know, they get money. Um, Let's see. Let's move forward. Assassin's Creed Unity was announced, and what I wrote is that it had beautiful graphics, but otherwise it was the same old, same old. Um, I was not impressed. It it basically felt like every other Assassin's Creed game ever, um, except the crowd was kind of cool. They, they had a mob down there, and when you went in, and the player went in with other players, I guess, it was multiplayer, to complete this objective, and... To me, it was just like, yawn. You know, I've seen all of this before. I'm not interested. Um, how about you guys? I want it. <laughs> you want it? That, that's it. I want it. <laughs> I want it. I don't like it. I didn't like the previous Assassin's Creed games, but one thing that I was... I don't know. Ever since Assassin, the first Assassin's Creed, it felt like co-op was perfect for the game. I don't know why. It just something to me and it's always put me off because of that and now it's got actual online co-op I want it so badly yeah I have a fear about it though what's your fear like they they keep showing off this whole four player co-op or co-op and everything but can you play it single player Uh, yes does that work you can Fraser the co-op is drop in drop out from what I've been reading today hmm Okay. So people can jump in whenever they want to help you in your story missions, or you can do them by yourself. Right. Also, the size of France is the size of all the land masses from um, Assassin's Creed Four. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, although I, I don't know, I, I wish 
I guess there's not much they can do to make it different. But the co- well, the co-op's cool, but I just don't care about this game. Well, here's the things that I noticed. Um, they reworked the animation system, especially the climbing animation system. If you look at how he climbs, how he drops down from things, it looks a lot better, a lot smoother now. Uh, you can now hide behind the walls. There's a crouch button they added in, so... Uh, I, don't, I think I'm the only one who notices, but it seemed like his run animation was the same as Aiden Pierce's run animation. Yeah, it looked yeah. like it to me. Especially when he was sort of, like, hunched over. Yeah, it looked exactly the same. Um, I do agree, graphically it looks great, but I'm with you on the same thing that you just said, Glenn. It, it pretty much just... I, it's going to be the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Like... I've I've said it for so long. Ubisoft is so good at making their games look so phenomenal, but then when you get it, like ninety percent of the things you saw in all those videos, you can't even do yourself. Yeah, and, and again, I keep complaining about it. I'm tired of the crappy controls when it comes to navigating this big city. You're supposed to be able to climb over. Um, they did say this this one is not going to have competitive multiplayer. It's only going to be co-op this time. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, October seventh, Dragon Age Inquisition launches. I didn't. I did not write anything down about this one. I don't know why. I just wrote down that they announced it and when it's coming out. Uh, maybe I wasn't impressed. I don't remember. I barely remember it. Uh, did you guys happen to see this one? Oh yeah. You, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it sounds like it impressed you guys. At least Gary. Gary, how did you feel? I was amazed by it. Um, it looks incredible graphically. Uh, good job with the Frostbite engine there. Uh, it looks like they're combining the the, combat, the action combat of the second game and kind of the, the tactical combat of the first game. You can kind of choose to play whichever way you want to play as. Particle effects look amazing. Um, I'm really excited for the story. I'm a huge Dragon Age fan, so I'm really I was really impressed with what they showed of that game. Okay, good, good. Um, Fraser. I'm going to be honest and say I've played the, like, the first few hours of Dragon Age 1 and didn't really get into it. I love dragons. I'm a mega fan of dragons. When dragons are in games, that's why I got the game. But it just I, I saw dragons looked impressive, but I was like, nah, my attention's on The Witcher 3. <laughs> the Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 did look good, and they announced it... Uh, or not announced, they announced it last time, but they, they gave a, an update on it during this conference as well. Um, we'll get to that in just a minute. D- did everyone talk about Dragon Age? Ben, did you talk about Dragon Age yet? Oh, I, well, I already pre-ordered the Collector's Edition before E3 was announced. Oh, well, I guess I know how you feel. <laughs> well, I pre-ordered it two months ago. So. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, oh, can't wait. Okay, I don't know why I didn't write anything down about it. Uh, because you I... were too busy going, oh, it looks so good. Yeah, <laughs> earlier today, I also watched some more live stream gameplay of it. And like in, the, in, in what they showed, they showed you fighting the dragon. You can like select the different body parts of the dragon to attack. But they showed some more uh, like fighting humans and how they change their, their tactics depending on the situation. If you outnumber them, they'll run from you, things like that. Destructible environments look really good. Um, it, it's going to be a good game. In my, I, I believe. <laughs> also, that was not a griffin. <laughs> That's the wrong game, man. Oh, wrong game. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was Witcher, wasn't it, with that weird 
Where's the yeah. thing? Okay. Um, let's see. We heard about Sunset Over. We heard a lot about Sunset Overdrive. Um, it looks really fun, as expected from Insomniac, but there isn't very much that's new from last year, and we still didn't have a release date until Ted Price came out, and he decided now is the time to be the cheesiest person in the world and just go, you, yes, you, and like point around at the audience. Um, it, it, it looked ridiculously goofy, but... That said, uh, I guess it's Ted Price. He can do whatever the heck he wants to do. The gameplay looked fun to me on Sunset Overdrive. I liked the effects. Um, they loved using on, uh, onomatopoeia, putting the, the boom and, and the, the word that the sound is making somehow into this cartoonish world that they have. And I, I thought it looked a lot of fun. It, 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 was like, it looked a little like Ratchet and Clank in the gameplay. Um, but anyway, he briefly explained the co-op before announcing that it will be out on October 28th. Um, I think Ben disagrees with me as far as Sunset Overdrive. I, I thought it looked pretty good. Oh, you thought it looked good? Someone said that, no, it doesn't look that great. I don't think it looks that great, as you seem to think it is, but it does look good. Okay. I think it looks average. It looks average. If anything. Um, any... Worth a red or a cheap purchase. <laughs> I, you know, it's not like I, 20, 30 pounds instead of full price. Come on, I think it looks better than that. What do you guys think? I think it looks awesome. I mean, I really wish it was coming to PS4 because I love Insomniac. I'm a huge Ratchet and Clank fan. And it's it just, it. Uh, do you mean by any chance, like, because of the whole weapons type thing. That's why it feels Ratchet and Clank. That's why it feels Ratchet and Clank to me. Before I answer that, I'm giving you a virtual high five right now as a fellow Ratchet <laughs> and Clank fan. Um, but PS4 owners did not get completely shafted on Insomniac or Ratchet and Clank. We'll get to that later. True. Um, um, just it, just kind of the way he moved. Um, it had the rail grinding with the camera shift to the side, just like Ratchet and Clank does. Um, just kind of the way he traversed the world around him and, and the way he fired his weapons, the, the different kinds of weapons. It, it, it felt a lot like it had elements of Ratchet and Clank in it. Um, so I, don't, I think that's a good thing. I love Ratchet and Clank. And some like are really good with sort of weapons-wise, though. They just go bonkers with weapons. Right. Yeah, they do. It's just, it's just like, right, we're going to... I feel that they go into the office and go, right, everybody bring an idea, we're going to pop it in the hat, and then we're going to pick ten of them, we're going to put them in the game. And it's just like, I don't even know. It's like just the, the way the whole story kind of evolved from him sitting on the chair and, you know, the, the soldier guy comes through the door and then gets eaten and then the bomb's going off and everything. I'm just like, this looks mental. <laughs> Although I, when they showed it previously... I did feel like it seemed it was a bit slow. This seemed like it was faster, like they, I don't know, tweaked it a bit. It does seem a lot faster to when it was shown first. Right, right. Um, any thoughts, Gary? Oh, I, I thought the footage was really well done. Uh, I like the, the cartoony style. It, it kind of gives it a little, little edge, in my opinion. Weapons, of course, Insomniac, probably the best at weapon designs. They just come up with the wackiest ideas. And the pro and the protagonist looks like he fits right in that world, just the way he behaves and talks. Yeah. I love uh, that. My only concern, and it's it's not for that game, it's 
for games like that in general. It, I kind of felt this way about Dead Rising as well when I played it. Um, it just how long can it go until it becomes boring? Right. To continuously kill these things, even though the weapons are so cool, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on really quick. Sunset Overdrive looks good. Comes out October 28th. Uh, the next one I don't want to spend too much time on because I hated it so much. The um, It was just really obnoxious and annoying and bright. And I, I really don't know what it's called because they decided to make the title extremely long. And the guy speaking decided to rattle it off really quickly, so all I got was Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 something, something, something. <laughs> oh, yes! The best game of the show! I thought it was dreadful. I'm, I've am i never played Dead Rising. Again, I hate zombies. I'm, I'm not a zombie person. Um, so, 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 so already this thing didn't have my attention, but this, this trailer or whatever the heck it was was just so annoying and so obnoxious. I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this game. I don't want to play it. I don't want to see it again. I don't want to play it. I, it was just a ridiculous, annoying trailer. But you guys seemed to love it. I didn't. You didn't? Another virtual I high really, five. Another virtual high five for I really, I really didn't like it. It was. Uh, it just felt like it was shovelware. <laughs> it did. It didn't oh. feel like it was anything important. It was, awesome. and it's like there was. No, come on, it's what? There was no need for it to be at E three or like on a massive stage. It was like why? It was amazing. <laughs> Super Ultra Dead Rising Free Arcade Remix Cyber Edition EX Plus Alpha Prime. Why oh, would I Capcom. ever want to say that? This is Capcom making fun of themselves. Well, they... you got your credit for that. I mean, <laughs> well, now, now I'm gonna start making fun of them. <laughs> Because that's this Sorry. was a terrible. It just rolls off the tongue. This was a terrible. How long is your tongue? I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> this was a t- just rolls off the tongue. Super Ultra Dead Rising Three EX Plus Hybrid. No, the, what it does is it takes your breath away. Yes. Literally. Yes. Absolutely. You see it, and then you pass out, and then you can't buy it. I mean, I I want nothing to do with this game ever again. It has a zombie M. Bison. <laughs> that is all. Dreadful. Awesome. Dreadful, dreadful, <laughs> dreadful. I'd buy an Xbox One for it. Um, <laughs> Harmonix, <laughs> Harmonix's CEO, Alex Rigopoulos, came out and he talked about Disney Fantasia Music Evolved. Are you familiar with this information? All I know is you'll see him at E3. We'll see him at E3. Yeah, he said, see you at E3. Um, at E3, he said, see you at E3. So, um, I guess we'll see him at E3. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. It'll be even funnier if next year he's not at E3. <laughs> we, we should all tweet him. something. We should all tweet him and be like, what the heck? You weren't at E3 like you said you'd be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. Um... I know it's a music game. I think it uses the Connect specifically. I think you don't even play it with the Connect actually. So now that it's not bundled with the Connect, I don't know how profitable it will be for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the Connect is disconnected, as Dane said. I love that he said that. Um, so let's see. I, I really wasn't 
paying that much attention, I suppose, because I don't remember this. I, I barely remember this at all. Um, so I guess Disney Fantasia Music Evolved is coming to or on Xbox. Um, <laughs> uh, some, it's, and we'll see you at E3? It, it, we'll see you at E3. Uh, comp- it, was, it was unmemorable. I'll just say it that way. Um, Fable Legends was next. Multiplayer beta coming to Xbox holiday. One of few Xbox exclusives announced this conference. Um, the environment and lighting looked absolutely gorgeous. Character models, however, looked really odd, and their movement was very stiff. Um, they had this thing where they'd be standing still, and then just just like that, suddenly they're they're in a running position, and you know, n- no smoothness of motion or anything like that. But um, again, the environment did look really nice. No release date. Um, was mentioned. One thing that they did mention was that you can now be a villain, and the gameplay is different. Instead of being just in the world, you're above the world, and you can kind of control everything like the puppet master. Um, I did mention that I was once going to purchase an Xbox 360, but I found that there were only three games on it that I really wanted to play that I couldn't get on my PS3, and Fable was one of them. I've always been impressed by Fable, and I am still impressed by Fable. If there is one game that I might buy an Xbox for, this is a contender for that title. Uh, how did you guys feel about Fable Legends? Meh. Oh, Meh. man. See? <laughs> I'm just on... I'm going to be more uh, technical about it than, than Frasier. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's just... I just... I mean, Fable... Like, I loved the first one, but, like, this one just felt pretty much like cash grab and I don't know it felt too kitty in a way. It felt too kitty? Like I love like I love the animations and that, but it was like very cartoony and I'm like, mmm I don't, I don't know. Um Ubisoft Ubisoft? Why am I saying Ubisoft? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Microsoft has a, a habit of screwing up uh, fables. They do? That's sad. See Microsoft always has really great ideas, but I notice in some things their execution can be really poor. So um, that that would be a shame. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have an addition to our cast today. Um, live, well, not live because this is recorded, but straight from Los Angeles at the E3 show, um, our prodigal son, Ernest Lin, is here. How are you, Ernest? Doing good. A little tired, but, you know. I can imagine, man. What's, what's it like over there? Uh, hectic, you know. Uh, just a ton of people, lots of lines, uh, just chaos, appointments getting, like, pushed back a little bit because of, uh, you know, PR agencies being behind schedule and stuff like that. (laughs) So it sounds like work, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, welcome. Are you you enjoying it at least? Yes. Yes? Yes. It's, uh, it's been been fun for you know as busy as it's been i saw your tweet you, you had a pretty awesome seat for the sony conference man yep yep uh, i think it was about 10 rows from the stage so that was that was the closest i've ever been uh, during a press conference <laughs> so, um so uh, which conferences did you get to watch all of them um all of them except for ubisoft's okay all of them except for ubisoft's yeah. From what I hear, you didn't mm-hmm. miss too much. Um, yeah, yeah. So we. Um, the, the big thing being, yeah, that the Tom Clancy Rainbow, the new Tom Clancy Rainbow Six game, yeah. So one question I have for you: What is the energy like sitting in that audience? 
um, because last last year we had you know a, a big high with Sony's announcement and the chanting and Microsoft. You know it was kind of quiet, but it was de- decent. So uh, this mm-hmm. year, this year there's obviously you know there's no bad conference at all. So so what is the energy like as this, these announcements are coming out in the audience? Um, yeah, I mean it's really hard to match the just amount of energy and excitement that you know was displayed last year during some of the reveals of you know the price and what the console looks like and their stands on DRM. Um, but you know overall pretty positive. I felt that Sony's conference as a whole was more mellow this year and definitely had some lulls. Um, it seemed like especially when they brought out, uh, what is it, Powers. Um, most of the audience didn't really care. Uh, you know, I glance around to see, like, oh, am I just, you know, a anomaly that doesn't really care that much about this property? And then, you know. No, they, they were glancing around to look for the bathroom. I think that was their bathroom break. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, the time when you you saw a lot of people on their uh, tablets and phones, they're just like, oh, okay, well, we don't. Uh, they're talking about TV, so absolutely. <laughs> um, so, how is besides just the energy of the crowd? What's different about being there as opposed to watching from home? Hmm. Is there anything different, or is it just kind of like just oh, you know, just a bigger oh. room? I think it's a little bit more exciting because um, you you sort of feed off of uh, other people's energy, you know, when there is something that's like really exciting and big, um, and also just get us, you know, glanced around and get instant feedback of like, oh, you know, are people people happy about this? Or are they not? Um, yeah, it's. I think it's a little more exciting overall. That's cool. So, um, how long do you have with us before we have to go? Um, just, uh, I mean, I, I think I have a few more minutes if you guys have any more questions. Sure. Do you, do you guys have any uh, questions for Ernest? Just a simple question. Did yeah. they call freebies? <laughs> Interrupted by the rest of the E3 crew here. Like, patiently, patiently waiting for me to finish up here. <laughs> hi, uh, say hi to them for us. Yeah. Did you, did you guys oh, yeah. get any, any cool freebies during it? During uh, during which just any of it press conferences or just the whole show in general or what? The whole show. Um, Microsoft uh, gave T-shirts out after their press conference. Uh, I have like a dying light desk pad, I guess that I got from uh, cool. appointment there. Uh, Atlas giving out these big uh, bags that had Persona Force Teddy on them. Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, gosh, Square Enix had these huge Final Fantasy fourteen bags. Uh, oh, did did Carl get to grab me one, or not? Uh, it does not look like it. No, because as far as I know, he only has one. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I I have a question for you, Ernest. Uh, of all everything you've seen so far, what what's impressed you the most? What has impressed me the most? Hmm. I haven't, you know, I haven't had, it's only been the first day, so I haven't had hands-on with a ton of stuff. Um, 
I guess my hands on time with Destiny definitely, uh, you know, put me at ease. I was worried that, you know, that game might be kind of boring or just not not be very interesting. Uh, but it seemed a lot of fun uh, playing that, and uh, I wish I had more time with it because they show you all these these different things that you can unlock and, you know, you can go into the menus and check out the ships and there's like a, like kind of like a social room where you do your buying and selling of stuff. And, are you, are you, yeah, I just, wanted, I just wanted to sit there for hours and explore all these different things. Are you, are you going to get to be in the first look alpha? <laughs> um, I'm not sure yet. Not sure yet? Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. where, where are you going next after this? After this, uh, into our hotel room to drop off our bags and then hitting up some of the E3 parties here. Oh, sweet. Dude, I want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, real quick before you have to leave, um, uh, we'll, probably, we'll probably put this at the end just to keep people in suspense because we're going to talk about this later. Who do you think won, quote, won E3? Who had the stronger conference? Out of the big three? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I can hear a lot of activity behind you, and we're going to continue with the podcast. So thank you for being on. Um, and for those of you who are waiting to hear who Ernest thinks won E3, well, you're just going to have to wait until the end. Um, so thank you, Ernest, and we'll see you later on. Thanks, Ernest. Yep, sounds good. You guys have fun. All right. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I believe we were still on Fable Legends, weren't we? Gary, yes. Gary how, uh, real quick, how do you feel about Fable? Um, I, I actually liked what they showed. Um, I, I liked the, the animations. I think the four-player uh, co-op thing is pretty cool. Um, I, 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 I didn't like the dialogue between the characters. Um, like it was, it was okay the first time you hear, it, but how long until they start repeating the same thing over and over again? You know, um, the the level editor thing, playing as the villain, I think is a great idea. Uh, I think it's going to give a lot of life to that game. Um, but other than that, um, I'm I'm really interested to see what they can do more more with it. Right, it looks great, um, Ben. I, I pretty much said. My opinion oh, on it, really. Okay. I'm not that impressed by it. No, no, not that impressed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Let's. I, I, we're going to go through this a bit quickly here for time's sake. Uh, Project Spark. Uh, I noted that it had odd-looking graphics, but it still looked really great. Uh, no release date was mentioned. Um, one thing that did strike me was that the, the marquee at the bottom said, quote, only on Xbox and PC, which is interesting to me because they they start presenting it as though it's like an Xbox exclusive. And then they, there's one little thing. And, and then they say NPC. So it's like, Oh, so you mean every gamer with a computer can play this game? Good to know. Nope. No. It's locked to windows eight. It's locked to windows eight. I have better access, but I can't play it because I don't have windows eight. Well, that sucks because I know a lot of people who don't like windows eight. Yep. It's Microsoft's way of forcing people to try and play or get Windows 8. So, yeah, that's what they mean by PC. That's a shame. Well, we'll see how that goes for them. Um, 
We also saw a very lovely looking uh, indie title. At least I think it was an indie title. Um, I'm not sure what it's called. It's either Ori and the Blind Forest or Ori and the Bling Forest. I don't know because I thought it said Ori and the Blind Forest at, at first, but then um, Xbox's marquee came up later and it said Ori and the Bling Forest. So um, I guess... We'll just call it Ori. <laughs> let's just call it Ori. comes out in fall 2014. I thought it looked really nice. Um, really, really, really good, um, kind of ethereal, surreal looking, uh, game. And I want to play it. it. It looked, it looked mysterious. It intrigued me. I'm interested. Um, then came the big one and I laughed because, um, I watched the Microsoft conference on Spike and one of the announcers there, the, the girl, she, when, when asked, um, <laughs> When asked what she thought was the best part, she's uh, the, just the biggest bombshell. She said the Halo thing, the Halo Master Chief Collection announcement was a bombshell. As though, like, we didn't expect this, like, we had never heard this before. And just, this was the biggest shocker um, that we, that Master Chief Collection wasn't, like, <laughs> who didn't know that was coming? But anyway, uh, 343 came out onto the stage and formally announced the Master Chief Collection for the Xbox is going to include Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 4. Um, everything shown at E3, ev all of the Halo footage was going to be in the Master Collection. Uh, in addition, Halo 2, completely redone for the 10-year anniversary, uh, which, which is in November. Um, it's going to come with over 100 multiplayer maps. It's going to run in 1080p 60, nice and smooth. Ships November 11. With wait, 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 wait. Halo 2 is the only one they redid? That's, yeah. Yes. No, no, it's the redid of Halo 1 as well. That, yeah, they did it on the 360. This is for the 10-year anniversary. Um, it ships November 11th with 4,000 gamer score, which I hate. <laughs> I hate because the gamer score means absolutely nothing. Microsoft killed it. You get gamer score for watching advertisements. You get gamer score for buying games. You get you wake up, you get gamer score. You go to the bathroom, you get gamer score. You you, you know get a girlfriend, you get extra gamer score. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can get gamer score for everything now. So what's the point of gamer score? I don't know. Now you can literally go to the store and buy gamer score. Um, so. Uh, what I think they mean by the 4,000 gamer score is the fact that each title has individual 1,000 gamer score. Same thing. So, Same no, thing. But exactly. Isn't gamer score your achievements? Is gamer score your achievements? It's some, it, yeah. It's linked to your achievements somehow. Achievements give gamer score. Achievements give you yeah. gamer score. I don't have I don't have an Xbox, so I don't know how the so system works. You're not technically buying the the, the, the actual gamer score. It's just that each game has its individual achievement list, and it works out to be four thousand altogether. No, 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 no. Huh? You buy the games, you buy the collection, you get given four thousand oh. gamer score. Oh, okay, then fair enough then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought Microsoft just mistranslated their own text. No, it, it didn't come off to me like that at all. It, what he said was literally, it ships with four thousand gamer score. You get four thousand gamer score. Um. And I think that, that that's the death of the system right there. You're just—it's like if if the United States just decided, hey, 
you know, it's someone's birthday somewhere. We're just going to print more money and give it to everybody. What does that do? That, that just screws things up. Um, so You want a brand new nothing. Exactly. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway. Also, it's only got, uh, if I'm right, six remastered maps for Halo 2. Six remastered maps for Halo 2. Um, so all the other, all the other maps are the originals. In any, what? yeah, they're they're the originals. Why would But it was a big a big announcement. Um, I, I think it was a mistake for Microsoft to release all of this information early. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Phil Spencer then returned in a different shirt that said Limbo on it, promised a new IP and continued investment in Xbox Live. And from that moment, we got a preview of the 2015 portfolio. That's right. Everything we just talked about, um, with the exception of Ernest, um, everything we just talked about comes in 2014 for the Xbox. Uh, In 2015, there was a game, I didn't catch the name, but it looked a lot like Limbo. What was that? Like his shirt was saying. It's probably the same studio. Probably the same studio. It it had a really Limbo feel, except with five times more color. It's it's the same studio, so probably similar engine. um... Okay. Oh, by the way, one quick thing before we switch over from the Master Chief stuff. PC players, keep an eye out, is all I'm going to say. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's Inside. It's called Inside yeah. by Play Dead. It's, oh, it's Inside by Play Dead. Okay, it, it looked interesting. If, if you like Limbo, I mean, I'm sure you'd like that. That looks, It looked good. Um, and it had like five times the color of Limbo because the boy's shirt was red or something like that. Um... The director of ID at Xbox, Xbox's uh, indie initiative, came out, gave a speech. Um, I noted that he lacked passion. When you, when you hear Sony talk about the indies, you can tell that they believe everything they're saying with all their heart and that they're fully behind the indie movement. This guy kind of rattled off the list of games like he was just reading a cue card, which he probably was. But um, I, I, it just felt like he was going through the motions. I didn't feel any passion or any real interest from what he was saying. But he did list some really good indies, so that's good news for ID at Xbox. Um, After that came, like, the 50th, my favorite game of all time soundbite from developers. Um, And this one I noted down because of this moment where at the end, I I don't know, one guy said something, I wasn't paying attention. And um, But at the end, one of the guys there, he looked at his friend next to him and he said, the crowd is going nuts right now at the Galen Center, which is where the conference was being held. And so he said, the, co- the, the crowd's just going nuts right now at the Galen Center. And so the camera switches back to the Galen Center, and we hear... <laughs> about... You hear Gary's laughter? I think that's how much laughter was in the audience. Um, the audience was just quiet. No one cared. And uh, I wish Microsoft had taken the hint and just nixed the rest of these videos, but there were a couple more. Um, afterwards came Rise of the Tomb Raider, holiday 2015. Um, exciting news for everybody, because uh, Tomb Raider is, of course, multi-platform. Uh, who doesn't love Tomb Raider? How do you guys feel? I'm excited for the next Tomb Raider. Really excited for it. I want. I, I, I love the, the, the remake they did with it, so... We'll see what they do with this one. Where they send her, 
what the location is. I'm, I'm excited to see what they're doing. Lara Croft is the most popular girl in gaming. Undoubtedly. Uh, what about you, uh, Ben? How do you feel? He's speechless. Do you hear him? He's speechless. Um, <laughs> are you there, Ben? This is Mike muted again. No, he's not muted. Um, so let's move on. Fraser, how do you feel? I I really loved it. I mean, when I saw it and I, I called it in like two seconds, I was like, this is Lara Croft. That's Lara Croft. Um, but it, it looked pretty awesome. I can't wait to see more. I mean, I loved... I actually really did love the the sort of reboot. I mean, I've always kind of played Tomb Raider. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have kind of played Tomb Raider, maybe, throughout your lives, in a sense, maybe. <laughs> I have, yes. Please. <laughs> and it's just, uh, the reboot was really, really good, and it grounded itself really well, so I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Absolutely. Um, looks great. I will say this, though. I think it was way too soon to announce that game in any way, in my opinion. It was I mean, too soon. Holiday to 2015 is when this is coming out. They're wow. announcing it now. <laughs> I, to, to me, it, 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 I think it's just too soon to announce it. Well, um, let's see. Watch Dogs was announced in 2012, and it just came out. So it, it was a good couple years. Yeah, but that's because they didn't expect the delay. Well, the de- that and they the gameplay footage of Watch Dogs. De- Delayed. Also- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's true. Um, well, Tomb Raider Holiday 2015, so you've got a long wait. Um, and, and, and please change the title to the game. <laughs> by, by then, um, there will probably be other games to have your interest, so I, don't, I hope that they save the hype for later. Um, it's good we know it's coming, but don't bother hyping it up yet because we have to wait. Um, Project Red came out and introed The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. The graphics were absolutely gorgeous, the environments. The character models were eh, okay. Uh, the guy's hair was sticking together like it was one flat surface. I, I hate that. I, I hate when the character models look... Because, you know, you make all these beautiful environments and then the character models just look... They, they, st- they don't look bad, but they stand out. And I, I think that just kind of throws everything off. Um, so, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, I, I, know how, I know what you guys are going to say, but what do you think? <laughs> I was blown away by it. It's, it's the one game I've been looking forward to since this generation started. Uh, I think the, the whole trailer I thought was phenomenal. Or the whole gameplay video of it. So. Yeah, the, the trailer was pretty good. And they showed um, kind of the combat and everything. I mean, The Witcher's already really highly anticipated. So uh, this doesn't help with that. <laughs> this doesn't help our anticipation. Um, I didn't... Yeah, like- if, if you want to know how amazing what they're doing with it is, it's it's. Well, I think they said it's three times the size of Skyrim, right? The game has absolutely no loading time whatsoever. Like, you can go into town and you walk into the inn and there's going to be no loading time between any of that. It's just all seamless, and it blows my mind that they're able to achieve that. Wow. That is pretty cool. Okay, so that one's coming to Xbox and to PS4. I think, right? Yes? And PC. And PC. So, so look out for The Witcher 3. I didn't catch a release date. Do we know what the release date is? It's February. Um, same day as the order, I think. Okay, so February... Or between each other? February 2015. 
Um, that was it for the Microsoft conference. Overall, very strong. I liked that they, they weren't kidding when they said we're all about games. It was literally game, game, game with very little breaks in between. Um, so that, that's, it was a solid performance. That said, it lacked any kind of shocker. The, there was very little here to surprise us. They, they basically leaked all of this early. We knew about the, we knew about the Master Chief collection long in advance. Um, we learned about, we knew Sunset Overdrive and some of these were just updates from last year. Um, there, there was nothing here that surprised anyone. So, um, and with the exception perhaps of, uh, the Nürburgring track from Forza Motorsport 5. You, you did miss out, uh, on Crackdown. Crackdown. They did announce Crackdown. I did miss out on that. What I consider the most ridiculous trailer. That's Microsoft. Again, kind of a, a really strong showing, but it lacked any sort of surprise. Um, so I can't call it more than a solid performance um, as far as Microsoft goes. Any thoughts? It wasn't. It wasn't. Too, it was. It wasn't too bad. But right now, too bad is might not be good enough. Okay. So I, I think what Microsoft really needed after last year, Microsoft really. Hello? Microsoft really needed to swing it out of the park, and I think they failed to do so. Um, but a good performance is definitely good. They also really needed to prove that they're all about games, and they managed to do that. So um, they, they accomplished what they needed to do, but it would have been nice to see them hit it a little harder. Um, I was really surprised to not see Quantum Break there. Oh, yeah, Quantum Break wasn't there at all, was it? Which surprised me. I think the reason it wasn't there is because of the the TV show tie-in it has. I think they're they're gonna show them at the same time. Right. Yeah. I just don't think the TV show one was ready to go. So. Okay. Um, let's move on. Um, Sony's was next, and the Japanese company was had had some high anticipators behind it. Everyone was expecting the best from Sony. And let's see if they disappointed. I actually attended the E3 experience last night at my hometown in Orlando. And it was a really cool experience. The biggest problem I had was the technical issues. Um, there was a lot of glitchiness at some points. The sound would cut out and, and spike. And uh, it, the picture would get all pixelated and sometimes disappear entirely. And at first I thought it was just the theater, the bandwidth or something. But then I learned, no... All the theaters are complaining about this stuff. Um, and eventually it did settle down, came back halfway through, and then went away again. So I, I don't know what was going on. Hopefully they'll learn from that and fix it for next time, if there is a next time. I hope so, because it really offered us the experience of kind of being there. Um, not literally, but it, it was so cool to watch this in such a big environment with a crowd. Because experiencing things with more people is, is a different experience than experiencing them on your own. Um, Again, Sony started very strong, in my opinion, stronger than Microsoft, because we started with Destiny, and Destiny looked great as always, but right after Destiny, Sony announced uh, something that I didn't expect. A white PS4 um, will be bundled with Destiny. Um, it will include uh, the white PS4 itself, completely white. The controller, um, which is also white front and back, but with a black touchpad and buttons, and the game Destiny itself. And I heard someone groan. What, what's the groan for? The groan was I'm so pissed off that this wasn't a launch availability color. 
<laughs> Sony always does it. Well, I don't think that it's going to I be... I want a red one. I don't think that it's going to be a long-term thing. I think this might just be a promotional limited thing for Destiny. That's even worse. <laughs> now people are going to buy it just so they can sell it on eBay like four months later for like quadruple the price. Yeah, that's that's silly. But people do it to make money, so whatever. Um, again, Destiny looks phenomenal, and um, we heard what Ernest had to say about it. it it's impressive. Um, Andrew House promised that Destiny is going to be the best on PlayStation 4. Sure sounds like it with all the exclusive stuff that they're getting. Um, we've already got some information on exclusive... Uh, I think maps or, or DLC or weapons or something. I didn't write it down because I was in the theater. I was on my phone, so I didn't. I didn't have my yeah, computer with. It was me. DLC and uh, uh, early access. And the early access, game. right? There's there's a first look alpha. Um, yeah, which starts this Thursday, yeah. goes through the weekend, right? And then the beta on July 17th. So Sony and Bungie are preparing to give us a small taste of what is to come. Um, we moved on to the order. Actually, let, let me. Let's. What do you guys think? Did anyone else talk about? Want to talk about the white PS4 thing in Destiny? I just uh, want a red one. You want a red one? <laughs> That'd be cool. With Destiny, it's a four-day early access beta. The Xbox One beta will start on the twenty-first. Okay, Xbox One. Uh, right. There's there's also a beta announced. The beta is July seventeenth, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, there's correct. an alpha this but the, weekend. Yeah, the alpha yeah, is this. Uh, the alpha is coming up really soon here. Um, the order we saw a new trailer that showed something really interesting because earlier with the order it was all like guns and stuff, but we had our character in this place with this big ugly monster thing chasing him, and you know he was shooting at it, but the gun wasn't doing anything. And then um, I found out later in the E3 exclusive show, gunplay is not always going to be enough. Sometimes you're going to have to melee, and you're going to have to be strategic, because shooting is not always going to be the answer. Um, so how did you guys feel about the order, the presentation of the order? I loved it. Um, I really, really liked the, the sort of transitions. They're super smooth. I mean, uh, I think we were saying this actually during the podcast we done, how it just flipped from one to the other, and any gameplay you've seen, it's just like, how are you doing this? <laughs> what is going on? What is this magic? It did look pretty good. It looked really good. The lighting was really nice. Right. I, I think it was a phenomenal video, and uh, one of the reasons I think it was is because, like you said, they've been showing a lot of this gunplay stuff, and then here they go on this big stage and show you this small, quiet moment, you know, where you're being chased by one creature rather than having a gunfight with all these different people. I think they're trying to show off that the game is not just going to be a shooter. It's going to be something else. And it's funny because I I keep hearing people talk about order. um, it, it, It looks bad when they show it, but then when people who have actually played it are completely amazed by it. So... I, I like how they're showing you the both both sides of what the game is. You know, it's this kind of horror suspense type thing, but it's also this action type game. So I was blown away by what they showed with the order. The order did look good. Ben, are you still around? 
Uh, yeah, I'm still here. All right. Uh, yeah, it did look good to me as well. <laughs> well Although I find it funny they did test to have the game at 24 frames at one point, but they realized it didn't kind of work. Yeah, 24 frames per second is actually what Hollywood tends to use for movies. Um, when you go to watch a movie in the theater, you're usually watching it in 24 frames a second. Technically 25 now, is it not? 25? I'm sure that's been... Uh, well, I don't know, they keep changing it. Give or take I thought it was always 24, but 48 if you're doing the fast. 20, it's 25 for PAL and 30 for US. Okay. No, that's that's something else. So, I think. They, they did mention um, that they wanted um, it to be really cinematic. Uh, there are some parts where they have like the black bars at the top and bottom of the screen, and um, they were talking about how they really wanted it to be uh, a game, yes, but also a very smooth cinematic experience, which is part of where those smooth transitions come in. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that they experimented with 24 frames per second, make it look more like a movie um, as well as a game. Uh, do you think that could work for them? Because yeah, they, 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 they did say the 24 frames didn't work out. Um, which I'm glad for, but because they can always push it higher. But, I mean, the 24 frames might have allowed for better performance in other places. Oh, no, I think they should have aimed for, to be honest, I think they should have just aimed for 30. I, I, I think 24 is, is a, a no-go. No-go? Okay. Well, it seems they would agree. Um, we move on to Entwined, which I guess, let's see... I don't exactly... Was Entwined the one with the fish and the bird? It was the one with the, with the, like, the origami birds. Okay. This was, yeah. this was a smaller game in indie, uh, I think. How, how did you feel about it? Well, it's already out. Oh, it's already, yeah, <laughs> well, I know it's already out, but how did you feel about the presentation? Like, what did you think of this game as they presented it? I bought it. it. You bought it, okay. Well, that says it all. Good answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I bought it. Do you like it? it, it, it I, I don't know. I think my game, I'm going to have to re-download it because I think my game's completely glitched because I, I was playing it and it has no sound whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I cannot get any sound. I, I even turned the, the TV up to 40 and there was still no sound. Wow. So I'm going to have to re-download it. Yeah, re-download it and see what um, happens. But apart from that, yes, it was... A little fun game. It, it is a bit boring. I, I must admit that, but I must admit it is a bit. It would be a bit of fun and just yeah, short bursts. Okay. Um. So not the kind of game you would play for hours. Just something while you're waiting with your Vita in the waiting room of a hospital or something like that. Uh, but it's on the PS4. But yeah. Remote play, man. Yeah. Ah, oh, true. Yeah. yeah, but you don't know what 3G that. You don't know what the internet speeds in England are like. No, I'm in, I'm in... There was no way I could play remote play here, oh, unless man. I'm at Live Eight. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, let's see. Just for time's sake, I'm, I'm going to try to move quickly through this. Infamous Second Son owners, like myself, are rejoicing at the new Infamous Second Son DLC announced called First Light, which takes you into the story, the origin story, of Fetch Walker, um, we saw a trailer of her sitting in Curtin K. Uh, later on, during the E3 Experience post-show, uh, we had Sucker Punch talking about how 
uh, there was different weather, like there was snow there, and you actually get to visit Curtin K and see all these new things about it. And all of you guys have played Second Son. I think you've played it right, Fraser. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I did speak to uh, I. You know, I gave them the ideas and all that because being Delson, I mean them. <laughs> oh, of course, right. This is this is Delson. Um, so, how did you feel, <laughs> Delson? How did you feel about um, new content exploring the life of your friend Fetch? I really liked it because, like, I mean, they had I've forgotten the DLC for the first, the second one, the vampire one. Delson, why are you talking in a Scottish accent? That's weird. Shush. Okay. Shush. <laughs> All right. I hate you. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> so, are, are, is this um, something I, you're gonna get the new DLC? Definitely, definitely. Um, I love the whole one when they did the sort of standalone pack before, and it's just it. It doesn't feel you know tacky. They, I mean, they never make it feel tacky. Sucker Punch are pretty good at that. It feels like it's you know. It is a proper standalone thing, and it gives you something extra that makes it fulfilling to actually buy, you know, not buying, you know, a piece of like clothing or something, and adds to the story. Mm-hmm. And plus, you make get to know where the heck Fetch came from. That's true. She's <laughs> so the, the name used to change. Yeah, <laughs> Fetch Walker, uh, Abigail Walker. Um, she is one of the. In- not- Interesting character. Not the character. Not the character. Oh, the name of the. The name of You don't like first light. First light. You don't yeah. like that second sun first light. I think nope. I think it makes sense for her because of her power. Mm, it does, but I'm pretty sure it reminds me of another title, and I can't remember what it is right now. But it's just like no. Metro Love Child light. light. Or that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anything else, guys, on second sun? I'm just, I'm in some ways, just remind everyone that um, if you want to play it but you have not purchased Infamous Second Son, you can play it without the full game. It is a completely separate uh, piece of content. Indeed. So if you're considering Second Son but you haven't gotten it yet, don't know how you'll like it, this might be a good way to try it out. Um, I don't know. I know that um, Festival of Blood was like this as well. How much was Festival of Blood or was it free? It was $10. It was $10. So um, I, they didn't mention a price for this at all, which is why I ask. Um, but oh, I, I, I just want to say I personally am kind of disappointed with it, uh, simply because uh, they teased so much other stuff that I think people were expecting them to do, and they went and did something nobody wanted them to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's never that's never a good thing to do. Um, yeah, like her her story, you, you pretty much know the gist of her story when you when you get her powers from her. So I don't know. To me, it's it's not something I'm really excited about. Do you think you might get it to, just to try it out? Yeah, I'll I'll probably get it. Yeah, but I, I'd rather have the other things they teased. Like first, uh, I, I, I think they should have just continued on with Delson's story. I give you some more story DLC with, with him and probably give you the, the other powers that they teased for so long that they never gave you. That's true. They were talking about things like glass and something else. Wire, paper power. Everybody yeah. thought you the paper power through the, through the internet thing, the quests, and you never did. Yeah, you never did. Yeah, I was disappointed by that. I really wanted paper power. This next one was a big one. Uh, it came just out of absolutely nowhere. 
Um, there was no, there was nothing in between infamous second sun, first light and this, um, we're, we're, we're just sitting in the theater. We're just kind of digesting this whole second sun stuff. And then all of a sudden we see little big planet three on our screen and like the entire room around me just erupts and like everyone's cheering. It's like, Whoa, cause it was just a shot. We, cause media molecule, um, announced that they weren't even going to be at E3. Um, which is deceptive because um, they didn't make Little Big Planet three at all. A different studio made Little Big, Big Planet three, but them not being there gave us the impression, oh, we're, we're not going to hear much about Little Big Planet or anything. But no, Little Big Planet three, and it just place erupted into cheers. I think the new game looks great. Um, it's not just Sackboy anymore. Now your other uh, friends can join in as Odd Sock, uh, which looks like a little puppy that can wall jump. Um, Toggle, which is a big guy that is heavy and can weigh things down like buttons, but he can also get really small to fit into tight spaces. And also Swoop, who can fly. He's basically a bird. He can pick you up and he can lift things. And I think that this is cool because it adds a lot more dimension to the gameplay and it allows you to do new things, uh, especially with friends. So how did you guys feel about the new Little Big Planet? I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I was incredibly stoked when I saw it. I'll say, please don't come out this year. Please, I can't afford you. And then it's coming out this year. It yeah. is coming out this year. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's a that's a wonderful treat. Um, I went out and got the collector's edition of Infam- uh, excuse me, Infamous of uh, Little Big Planet Two. So I have a little sack boy plush thing sitting in my closet here. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that again. But Little Big Planet Three looks fantastic, and everyone was just so excited for it. Um, so I, I find it interesting that Medium Molecule is not doing it, though. I mean, do you think that this studio could have done it justice? It sounds like they did. They're the they one did it did for the Vita, Vita, didn't they? They did do it for the Vita, yes. Uh, and Kyle rated that really, really highly. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm interested. Um, let's see, we saw something called Bloodborne. But again, I was in the theater, so I didn't take notes on, on everything. I just kind of announced what was there. So what was Bloodborne again? Remind me. From Software. From Software's Bloodborne. Okay, that's who's... Demon, Demon Souls' uh, spiritual successor, you could see. Okay. If I remember, Shuhei Yoshida himself came up and announced it, and he was talking about how uh, he has a great relationship with these developers. Um, mm mm-hmm. It looked like some. It looked like some kind of horror game. Am I right? It it it, it is. It's it's a very dark, gritty, disgusting looking horror game. Uh, if you have watched Kyle's uh, video that he did after he saw it, uh, uh, he'll tell you exactly how disgusting it was. <laughs> oh, it's From the guys from Software, uh, it's the same team that did Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Which is interesting because it seems like they worked on both Dark Souls Two and this game around the same time now. So, no, it was a B team that did Dark Souls Two. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, oh. it was. Okay. Um, so Bloodborne is coming soon. After that, we got more information on Far Cry Four. We had already seen it twice: uh, once at Microsoft and once at EA's conference. Um, 
wait, no, not EA. What am I saying? Ubisoft's <laughs> conference earlier in the day. Um, there wasn't that much more to this one, except for the new information that you can invite PSN friends to play Far Cry 4 with you, even if they don't own the game. Um, which is phenomenal. And I found out later in the post-show that how that works is uh, there's some kind of ticket or token that you can give to your friends, and they can kind of download something that will let them play um, the game with you, even if they haven't purchased it. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Do you think that we could see more of this kind of uh, multiplayer experience from PlayStation? Uh, I can see it coming, yeah. I think... Uh, Ubisoft, I, obviously, is probably like the test team that's doing it right now. So I can see them actually doing it for Assassin's Creed as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, did I say micro? I don't think we saw this one at Microsoft's conference, did we? Far Cry 4? No, we did not. No, we didn't. That was just at Ubisoft's, my mistake. Um, the rest of you guys, what did you think of Far Cry and the PSN thing? Oh, I thought it was pretty cool, to be honest. It reminds me of the old 3DS share features when you play multiplayer games on the DS. Absolutely. I think it's kind of cool. And, and we've obviously talked about Far Cry 4. We had one not long ago with Dane where uh, we were upset about the whole treatment of the um, the box art, uh, where the villain was sitting there with his hand on a local's head, um, and everyone was talking about how it's racist or something, some stupidness like that. Um but after after seeing this villain, though, you know... He's awesome. As a, He's awesome. He is... This is my favorite kind of villain. This is absolutely my favorite kind of villain because yes, he's he's a villain, so I, I can't I can't like him as a person, <laughs> I guess. But um, just he's he's one of those. He's just so interesting. And in the post show, I learned that he's actually from Kirat, which is the place the setting for the game. He's actually from there, and he's kind of coming back to explore. And um, you, as the player, you have this sensation that everybody knows you, and you have absolutely no idea why, including the villain. And so now you have to take that and make your own choices. Uh, we're seeing a lot of choices in these new games. Uh, this, is, this one's going to be about choices, too. So now that no one, everyone knows you and you don't know why, you have to take that and make choices based on that. And... Um, the villain, the villain looks terrific. I, I'm excited to see what Ubisoft is doing. I haven't played Far Cry before, but I'm I'm, I'm making plans to pick this one up. It looks really, really good. Um, anything else to say on Far Cry? Elephants. Elephants. There were elephants. Yeah, those elephants were. were I like the fact you could because uh, they had tigers and that in the third one. This one is like you can like send them stampeding into areas and everything, which is quite creative and fun. To do weaponized elephants, uh, the multiplayer—it does have drop and drop out co-op. That's what, I, yeah, exactly. The multiplayer looks great because you can come in as a different character. His name was Herc, and he kind of supported you. Like he came in on like this bicycle helicopter-looking thing, <laughs> and he he flew in while you shot stuff. He took you into the base, so. Um, that that's really innovative. I like that, and we've seen that with uh, other games too. So. It's called a gyrocopter. Gyrocopter. That's it. Um, after that, we were treated to a brilliant trailer for Dead Island Two. I hate zombies. I'm, I hate zombies, but I loved this trailer just because it was so funny. You have this guy, um, just he's running and he stops and he says hi to people and like 
he walks past them and unbeknownst to him, because he has his music on, like zombies come and just eat them, <laughs> basically. And like there's all this chaos around him and he has absolutely no idea until he turns into a zombie himself. And even then, I'm not sure he even had an idea of what was going on. Um, <laughs> really cool trailer. Uh, yeah. how, how, and it, we're also going to be getting a 30-day exclusive beta on PlayStation 4. Uh, how did you guys feel about Dead Island 2? I laughed the entire time through that trailer. <laughs> it was a pretty yeah. good trailer, right? Phenomenal trailer. Because like, the first Dead Island was this serious bleak trailer, you know? If you remember that one. And the game wasn't anything like that, so it kind of pissed a lot of people off. So it's nice that they went with a more of a comedy one, which would probably be more of the, the type of game that it is as well. Like, he says hi to someone, and then he runs past them, and then there's, like, a big explosion, and they, like, turn into a zombie, and he has no idea. And, and, and the choice of song was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, guys? None so far. Okay, uh, what was that, Gary? We should say that it is being designed by Jaeger Entertainment. It is, yeah. Who are guys who made uh, Spec Ops The Line, which was a very serious dark and gritty game. That's right. It's nice to see this lighthearted approach. Mm -hmm. um, we got a little update on Last of Us for PS4. Comes out later this month, right? Uh, no, July 31st. Oh, July 31st. It was either this month or next month. Um, looks great. Uh, everyone's looking forward to it, of course, because it's The Last of Us and it's Naughty Dog. Um, but we also got information that there will be a Last of Us-themed dungeon in Diablo 3. Uh, it's going to be very well, and not only that, but it's going to be deeply integrated into Diablo 3. So that's that's a pretty good crossover. We also got another uh, Battlefield Hardline trailer uh, from Adam Boyce, who said, and I quote, grappling hooks, uh, actually I didn't get all of what he said, but he said, grappling hooks, that is my jam. Um, so uh, what do you guys think of Battlefield Hardline? We, we saw a bit about that earlier in the day. It looks good. There's a beta exclusively for PS4 and PC gamers. Um, they performed the demo on a PlayStation 4. How did you feel about Battlefield Hardline? Well, I've been playing it because I am in the beta. Good. <laughs> uh, I did make a video. You can catch it on PSU.com. Um, I like it a lot more than Battlefield 4. It's a huge improvement over Battlefield 4. Does it work? Um, Yes, amazingly. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, there is still a little bit of rubber banding. Uh, I'll I'll give it because it's a beta. But um, other than that, there, there's a lot of action, a lot of explosions. Uh, you get points for everything now. Uh, very fun, very well-made game. One thing the developer was very clear about in the post-show was that um, we're not we're our own kind of entry into the Battlefield series. We're not Battlefield Five. We're Battlefield Hardline, and we wanted to do something different. Um, how do you guys feel about this cops versus criminals approach that they're taking? Oh, me again? Uh, I think it's a great... <laughs> Everyone, so you're the only one talking, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's a great approach. Uh, it's it's nice that it's not you know army versus army now. It's more uh, closed in now, so there's always somebody to shoot at. There's always something happening. Um, the, the the new gadgets you get, uh, the grappling hook, the, the zip line work pretty well. Um, uh, they they say they want to differentiate 
differentiate themselves from Battlefield, but the problem with it is the interface is the exact same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't changed anything about it at all. Okay. Um, it looks great, though. I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, I might play the beta. Um, after that, we got a little bit of news that Destiny will have in-game content, content exclusive to PS4 and the Strike on Mars um, mission, which will not be on other systems. Um, we were told about the remaster for Grim Fandango and about Let It Die and another game called Abzu, A-B-Z-U. Um, they, we were told that Ab means... Uh, I don't remember what ab means, but I know zoo means water. and Or maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe I've got it backwards. I don't know. But um, Abzu, uh, a little unmemorable. It looked like a small indie game. It looked interesting. I'm sure we'll hear about it in the future. I think the darling of the conference, though, was No Man's Sky. Um, we were taken into this planet where there were dinosaurs, and we went underwater, we went above the water, suddenly we went taking off into space, and it was so cool. And, and one of the big draws for it is that everyone starts on a different planet and it's all computer generated so even the developers have no idea what's in this universe which i think is really ambitious and really cool uh really quickly guys your thoughts on no man's sky it looks insane they actually showed this last year they did i didn't see it um they they showed it last year but then uh, if anyone doesn't know the studio hello games i'm sure uh, flooded um, which to churn out what they've churned out for the the conference, I was like, "Your studio flooded, and you still managed to do this with six guys." What? Six guys? <laughs> twice, twice it flooded. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's just unbelievable what the studio has accomplished. Which is what I was saying, and, and what Sony's been saying about the indie movements. I mean, some of the best ideas come from these studios, and if they can get their feet on the ground and and grow. It's going to be amazing to see what they can do once they're bigger. Um, and No Man's Sky is, I think, a game that has the potential to make Hello Games bigger. Um, moving along quickly, Andrew House came out and threw a little dig Microsoft's way, talking about the PlayStation 4 camera and how it has been announced, uh, how it has been offered to consumers as a choice. Um, our audiences in the theaters got a kick out of that. Um, he tied it into Morpheus. He was talking about how um, they wanted to bring more value to the camera with things like Morpheus, but he didn't give a real update about it. He did say it was going to be available on the show floor for people to experience. Um, Sean Layden, the new head of Sony Computer Entertainment America, finally came out, um, announced that YouTube will be on PS4 this year. Share button enabled. You will be able to share button your video directly to YouTube. Uh, to use share button as a verb there. Um, interactive streaming, which was announced in February last year with the original PlayStation 4 announcement, uh, will, is incoming, as well as Playroom broad, uh, broadcasting tools and a beta for PlayStation Now, uh, an open beta July 31st for PS, uh, PS3, um, Vita 2, I think, and then Sony TVs will come out this year. 100-plus games, including uh, Ratchet & Clank, into the Nexus, Dead Space 3, and much, much more. Uh, so p uh, pay attention to PlayStation Now, open beta July 31st. Um, 
announced a few Vita games, Tales of Hearts R, which looks really good, Child of Light, Tales from the Bordercraft, and <laughs> Tales from Borderlands, and Minecraft coming to the Vita. Um, then we got another big surprise, PlayStation TV coming to North America and Europe in the fall in black. Um, it was launched as the PlayStation Vita TV in Japan some time ago. It's finally coming to North America and Europe. Nearly 1,000 games will be available for it at launch. Only 99 bucks, or you can spring for the $139 version and receive a DualShock 3, an 8GB memory card, and a LEGO game. Uh, the memory card was a big red flag for me. I hate that it has a memory card because I don't feel like buying another memory card. Um... After that, we launched... Uh, how do you guys feel about this in general? All of well, these you could use your current Vita memory card in it as well. But then what would I use for my Vita? Well, you could Just switch, switch it out. Do they even yeah. allow that? Because I know, I know that it's not easy to switch back and forth between Vitas. I'm not sure, to be honest. But to be honest, get, I'm getting the Vita TV as a remote play thing. Mm-hmm. That way I can have the t- the Vita TV in the bedroom and have my PS4 in the front room. And that way if I ever want to play the PS4 in the bedroom, I can just use the Vita TV to remote play. Exactly. You'll be on a DualShock 3, but you'll be playing your PS4. Uh, PS4 uh, the Vita TV supports DualShock 4. It does. Are you sure? Yeah, well, it does in Japan, so I don't su- I'd be surprised it doesn't support here. That's the first I've heard of it. I've always heard that it only supports DualShock 3. Well, at least they announced there'd be firmware for it around the same time as the uh, PS4 launch. I'll have a quick look. Okay. Um, After this came a lull in the conference, as Andrew House came and began talking about, of all things, TV. Yay! Because that went so well for Microsoft. Um, But then again, Sony is in a position where it can't afford to talk in minimal amounts about TV. Uh, It's not the one who has to win people back right now um and it's not like they spent the whole conference talking about it uh incoming is an exclusive for playstation 4 series called powers um looks good looks interesting but no uh, no one cared we're there for games uh yes ben uh dual shot 4 functionality was added with firmware 3.1 Released on 25th of March 2014. Okay, so it will support DualShock 4. Sounds good. Or it might. The, the Vita TV does anyway. I don't know about this one yet. Um, after the Powers thing was over and done with, we moved on to something far more respectable for gamers. Ratchet & Clank the movie was updated. We got a brand new trailer. And it was announced that the original Ratchet & Clank game is being remade. Uh, pay attention. Not ported. Remade for the PS4 with PS4 graphics. Um, it's I, All I've heard so far, all I understand is that's going to be released with the game. So pay attention next year. I don't think they actually said that, but I, I don't know where I got that, but that's what I'm feeling. Um, let's see, Last of Us. I, I have written down here that Last of Us comes out July 29th for the um, Last of Us PS4 remake. Um, after that, we had a trailer for Metal Gear Solid V, Phantom Pain, which looked phenomenal. Um, the stuff I've been talking about, guys, about, oops, I just dropped my phone. Sorry. Any reactions on the stuff that I've spoken about so far? Metal Gear looked 
phenomenal. Yeah, I gotta agree. Um, it makes me want it, but I, I, Metal Gear storyline still confuses the hell out of me. It does. That was probably the most confusing trailer they've shown. Because you have no idea. Why are they on the big shell? How is that even possible? No, I have no idea. And Once again, he just throws more questions at you than answers. But I, I, it looked phenomenal. Bloody, violent. Uh, looks like it's going to have a pretty uh, emotional story. Mm-hmm. I bet you they're going to connect Big Boss and the S3 program in some way. The, um, yeah, that's possible. I, I don't know. But this did get some good cheers from everyone. Everyone's into uh, Metal Gear Solid, it seems. But I agree that we but, didn't learn too much from the trailer. And no release date yet. No, no release date. Not even the 2015 date. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll put that on there. So who knows when this is coming out. 2020. Oh, uh- uh, and I'm also happy that we didn't learn too much from the trailer because I like Metal Gear because of its strange twists. That's true. Um, next thing you know, Snake is going to be announced for Super Smash Brothers Brawl on uh, Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS, um, where he can hide in a box in glorious. Well, he was in the previous one, wasn't he? So he was in Brawl, but yeah. so far I haven't heard him announced for this new one. Well, they've just announced Pac-Man, so... Pac-Man, yes. Really? Pac-Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, Grand Theft Auto V comes out fall this year. This got, hu- this got huge cheers, guys. People were going nuts for this. Um... <laughs> it's also transferable save. Exactly. You can transfer previous saves from, from previous Grand Theft Autos. Um... Yeah, I mean, this this got a big reaction. Everyone loves Grand Theft Auto. Um, after that came Batman Arkham Knight, uh-huh. which, oh. from the get-go, um, people saw Batman, and it was like, ooh, cool. And then the camera panned away from Batman and saw the environment. And it was so cool because the audience around me, like, the, the cheer, there was a cheer, but it kind of built up. So it's like we see Batman, it's like, oh, cool. And then the camera pans away, and it's like, everyone just starts going nuts at how phenomenal Gotham City looks it looks just like it did in the movies basically Um, how do you feel about the new Batman it looks and plays incredible they they added the whole driving aspect I I feel like Watch Dogs is starting a trend here they they have a focus on the Batmobile and it can do all sorts of different things and take on different kinds of enemies it looks great um, goodness, what else, what else can you guys say about this game? Oh, just the the details, man. The destructible environments, what I, which I didn't see coming. Uh, when the Mattelbill is destroying those barricades. Um, the seamless transition from car to, to character, how he flies out of the thing is just phenomenal. The, the rain on his, on his cape, just wow. Uh, the whole thing is just wow. <laughs> Absolutely. It looks great. And Scarecrow. That is probably the creepiest freaking Scarecrow I've ever seen. Now, there's something I have to ask, because I was in the theater, and as I said, we were having technical difficulties. At some point, um, it started glitching out. and <laughs> was, no, That was, was Scarecrow. Deliberate. Right? 
that was still the that, that was part of the trailer. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I noticed, like, it, it wasn't just the theater picture. Like, the lights in the in the in the audience, the lights over the audience were freaking out as well. And I was like, "What is is Sony really having that much trouble, or is this part of the trailer?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Scarecrow looks terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I saw that unexpectedly, I would have nightmares. Um, <laughs> So, and, and in the post show, they were talking about how yeah, the last time it was Joker, and he kind of t- took a lighthearted approach to everything. But this time, you have a serious guy who's out to get you, and that is Scarecrow. Um, so that, that Batman Arkham Knight looks just phenomenal. Um, and and I, I said this when we were watching the the live stream. Like the way he's gliding and flying, it it, it really looks like they're testing that ability through a massive city for from probably a Superman game. That's possible. That's just more like, because it didn't even look like he was gliding anymore. It just looked like he was flying mm-hmm. straight the whole time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You notice, you notice the little things. I like that. Um, yeah. It's that KGB training. Um, <laughs> so Batman Arkham Knight looked phenomenal, but not nearly as good as Uncharted 4. Um, in fact, I have written down in my notes, holy crap, this looks ridiculous. Um, <laughs> because if you turn to, if you look at the trailer, you can find it on YouTube. You look at the trailer, pause at 38 seconds, and you'll see Nathan Drake face down in the ground. Just pause there. That looks like a person, okay? That looks like a, hu- like a real-life human being. That does not look like a video game rendering of a human being. That looks like a real-life human being. You can see the pores in his skin, the, the facial hair. Um, he he kind of grimaces as he gets up, and you can see the skin, the flesh kind of move across his cheek as he, as he changes his expression. Um, the, the amount of detail in, in this trailer. And, um, it's in-game, remember, as well. It's in-game. Again, in the post-show... Um, Neil and Bruce from Naughty Dog were talking about how uh, they focused on how the skin moves and you know when he, how when the blood moves away from his face it, it, his skin changes color just like it would in real life and it, it's just ridiculous the level of detail and as Fraser said all in game all, all in engine just this was captured by a PS4 and um, I was talking to these guys about earlier before the sh- before the RDGH show that we're doing now about how whenever console gamers get something really cool, um, some of the PC gamers decide, oh, this is a great time to tell everybody that they should buy a PC. Um, and so on the YouTube trailer, you have people who are like, oh, well, PS4 has just got like six-year-old PC hardware, so we could have had this a while ago anyway. And um, but they. I, I haven't seen a PC game look this good. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fraser, because you play mostly on PC. Trust me, PC has looked this good. It's just been held back by the PS3 and 360 because they developed for the dominating hardware. They developed for the dominating hardware. For, for instance, The Witcher 2 looked absolutely incredible on PC, but compared to on... Because it released on 360... There's a noticeable downgrade, a massive downgrade. Well, there are no downgrades here. This game looks like real life. 
Um, there are a lot of people concerned, however, because of the tone of the game. This takes place several years after Uncharted 3, and Nathan looks older, appropriately so. And But the way the way it's going on, he's like, okay, you know, I know I've been out of this, but I, I want back in. Come on, buddy, let's do this one last time. And then Sully says, okay, one last time. And so we've got people like, no, don't kill Nathan Drake. <laughs> we don't want Nathan Drake I don't die. think he's going to kill. I think it's going to be sort of like a conclusion, though. Yeah. The Naughty Dog's like, this is it. We're done. We're moving on. It feels Somebody needs to die. It, it feels it feels like probably oh, gonna be Sully. You're break, you're cutting you're you're distorting there, Gary. You sound like a robot. Still? No, no, you sound better now. What was it? <laughs> I said somebody needs to die. Somebody needs to, somebody someone probably will. You know someone probably will. It's probably gonna be Sully. It probably will be Sully. Um it it just has a feeling of finality, like Uncharted is finally winding down. Uh, once it does, I do hope they remake one through three for the PS4. That would that would make me happy. That would make me very very happy. One thing to say about uh, you know how you were saying about the character model. Absolutely, it's double the polys of uh, Joel from Last of Us. Exactly, exactly. There's just so much detail, and the fact that this is all in engine, like this is what is going to make the game. Phenomenal, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, it's just a cutscene." You you haven't played Uncharted. Yeah, if you're saying that, you haven't played Uncharted because the transitions are absolutely seamless. the The cutscene basically is the gameplay. There's never any difference between them that I have noticed. Um, there are a few in some cutscenes. How so? Uh, like. Uh... I think the Shambhala, like, you know, when they get the shab- uh, the dagger, the ritual dagger, for the first time, uh, that's actually, it's in-engine, but it's actually added more post, there's a, they added a few more effects, they do add a few extra effects on the cutscene trailers, cutscenes, than they do the actual in-game, but the difference is quite minimal. What kind of effects are you talking about? They added some extra bloom, and they add some extra AA on certain scenes. So bloom like lighting yeah. and anti-aliasing. I have it like um, a few years ago. I was at a thing called Animex. Anyone in the UK might know. There was someone from Naughty Dog there who yeah. took apart the entire cinematic of like uh, Uncharted Three. Okay. And how they do all the the effects and everything. So I mean, the because Last of Us as well sort of got. Um, where they've upped the poly count, like the the models are the same as, or well, for the PS4 the models are now the same as the cutscene, but before they were sort of lower poly. So if you're talking about bloom, which is a lighting effect and anti-aliasing, none of that is going to take away from all this detail that we're seeing. And the uh, oh, anti-aliasing might a little tiny bit, if anything, but I don't know. I don't feel like that's. It's even if they were to add a little extra bloom and a little extra anti-aliasing, it's not going to take away from the detail that we're seeing in this trailer. No, I don't think there'll be. I don't think there'll be a huge difference between the trailer and game, but there always was a little difference in the previous games. I have never, just not much. I have never seen it, and you're the first person I've spoken to who has. Um, so I'll look for it. Um, Noticeably missing from Sony's conference was The Last Guardian, which we were hoping for, as usual. Um, (laughs) Maybe next year. And... Oh, uh, we will see it this year. 
Tokyo wow. Game Show. Okay. Yeah. And uh, curiously enough, Drive Club was also missing, which is weird because we've been hearing so much about it, and it's slated to launch in October. Uh, it's been getting a lot of single slot stuff though. Yeah. E3, it's been getting a lot of like actual eyes on it alone. It's not been on the press conference no, where no it should have been probably, but but it's been getting a lot of like. You know, here's more of this gameplay. I mean, they just showed off another new trailer, and it just looks ridiculously good. <laughs> okay. Um, and I also want to say Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show. Um, yeah. So, uh, so this was Sony's press conference. Uncharted 4 was the perfect note to end it on, and uh, it was a very, it was a very strong show. I think that it was stronger in that it had more to surprise the audience. Um, there, was, there was more in the way of wow moments. It was, it was really nicely paced. Um, let's see. It, there was a big lull with the whole TV thing. I think it could have done without it. No one gave a crap about Powers. In fact, um, in the audience, while we were talking about Powers, people in the audience were, um, were kind of jeering. They're like, yeah, oh, so good. This is what we came for, guys. It's just like you know, no one, no one. You're you're at a you're at a games conference, okay? If if there's anything that Microsoft proved last year, it's that TV has little place at a games conference, and absolutely no one cared about powers. Uh, they cared about the Ratchet and Clank movie, but that actually had something to do with games, at least. So um, could have done without that. That was kind of nap time or bathroom break time. But uh, the rest of the show, I thought, was very strong. Um, there was more in the way of kind of speeches as compared to Microsoft's, which was literally game after game. Um, so, but the, the biggest thing is Microsoft kind of felt a little timid. Um, it felt like it had something to prove, and it did. Whereas Sony had kind of a bit of confidence. They had just time to, they had room to talk about TV. They had time for Adam Boys to come on and, and joke around and, um, it, 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 it was just kind of felt like Sony being Sony, uh, which is good. They, they had a room to do that. Um, but Microsoft did what it needed to do. Uh, but despite the lull in the middle, uh, I think Sony had the stronger show because Microsoft let out all its secrets way too early. But the Halo Master Chief thing, I, th I think it got out because of a leak anyway. But that could have been just a, a bombshell as the spike chick said it, it could have been just a big blowout surprise um but instead everyone kind of expected pretty much everything that was there so as far as presentation goes i give the point to sony um as far as pacing goes i give the point to microsoft because i loved the fact that it was literally game 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 with little little speech and stuff in between um as far as announcements go um, I don't. I think that Sony had. Who had more exclusives announced? You know, I, I think my, Sony. Everybody keeps saying Microsoft has, but I don't. I don't see it. Well, let, let me pause. Let me pause this real quick, uh, and let's count them. One, one sec, guys. We're back. We have counted all the games that were announced, and um, well, not all of them. We didn't count the small indies that were on, um, let's see, we didn't count the small indies that were on Microsoft, we didn't count the small indies that were on Sony, uh, on, on Sony's. So what we got is 17, 
oh, excuse me, 16 total for Microsoft and 18 total for Sony. No, I'm getting it mixed up because I have multiple things here where I made mistakes. Let's see. Uh, 16 total games for Microsoft and 19 total games for Sony. And then nine exclusives for Sony, uh, not counting Drive Club, which was not announced at the E3 performance, so technically 10 for Sony. Um, but nine for Sony and then seven for Microsoft. So as far as game announcements goes, sorry, Microsoft, you did a great job. Sony has to win this, though. They announced more exclusive and they announced more games in total, despite taking a break to talk about TV. Um, well, actually, um, Nintendo announced 10 exclusive. Well, I was only talking about Sony and Microsoft at this point, because I didn't see Nintendo. Okay. But how many, do you know how many games Nintendo announced in total? Uh, at their press conference, they announced... Ten. All Nintendo titles? They announced just all Nintendo <laughs> they, titles. They announced eight, and then they showed two more that were exclusive. Um, Devil's Third is exclusive to Wii U now. And there's another one, I don't remember what. Uh, Bayonetta 2. Okay, so we have... T- uh, Bayonetta 2 will also include the original Bayonetta 1, 3. So we have 10 games total, all for just for Nintendo consoles, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's really good. As far as exclusives, that's more than either Microsoft or Sony. But it is Nintendo, that's typically how they roll. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're all about their own system, and, and they should be. They're the developer. So uh, that's really good for Nintendo. As far as number of games, though, not matched at all by um, not matched at all compared to the other two. Um, I don't, as far as presentation goes, how do you guys feel? How, who do you think presented their stuff better? Sony. Sony. Why? I just. I, it just felt it was a. It was far more solid, and as you said, the whole confidence that that seeped through. It wasn't a cocky confidence, apart from the little dig with the sort of connect camera type thing but overall it was very confident they, they were standing by every product they put on show because it was basically you know every game that goes on that screen is basically you know their their life is on the line their their product is on the line the PS4 is on the line to you know if people are going to continue to buy it so stuff like that but it's um, overall yeah, Sony was solid Right. That's just one thing I noticed about it. Like you can see the conviction in what they're doing. Like they they really believe in what they're in, in what they're putting out there. Um, they they stand behind everything that they pull out there. I, I definitely get that feeling with them. Um, I don't know. There was just something about the way some of Microsoft stuff, not all of it, but some of Microsoft stuff was presented that makes me feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like you're truly one hundred percent behind what you're doing sometimes. Um, for the most part, they are, but just sometimes, I kind of, especially with the indies, where the indies are concerned, I, I feel like there's no passion in what they're doing. Um, I don't know. It feels like they're still in their sort of transition period from recovering from the hell of a year that they've been trying to yeah. fix. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what this kind of feels like. This kind of feels like a step forward, but not quite where they needed to be. Right? Am I, or am I just an idiot? Pretty much. <laughs> okay. No, not damn it, that then. <laughs> Microsoft okay. thing, not. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, shapeshifter. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my car. I'm gonna go away. No, no, stay, stay, stay. It's okay. Um, what about the rest of you? Uh, what did you think about the three conferences? Ben, you want to go? Uh, 
sure. Um, I I liked the Sony conference to be honest. Over the Microsoft one, I I did get a bit bored halfway through, especially well mainly just keeping an eye on which T-shirt he was wearing next. <laughs> this man changed T-shirts three times. Um, but it did do its job, so I got to give it that. I want I I, I want to buy an Xbox One now. So it did its job that it came you know to do. So do I. And that's what I like. I like that I, I like that the Microsoft's press conference accomplished its goal. It presented Microsoft as a games focused company. It promised more content for the console. And it made me want an Xbox. That's what they want to do. Okay. Um, I, I kinda want it for Halo, pretty much. <laughs> for Halo. Okay. Uh, um, yes. So yeah, that's but for me, Sony Sony won it. Uh, Gary, what do you think? Um, I I would say all three of them were actually pretty strong. Uh, for Microsoft, I I kind of felt like the people presenting the games and especially Phil Spencer, they didn't seem really into it as much as I I would have hoped they would have been. Uh, just just the look on their face just seemed like they were just going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. They they didn't have they didn't have that fire in them, like they yeah. Uh, I, I think Sony kind of played it a little safe this time. Uh, they they kind of showed games we we expected them to show outside of Little Big Planet, which is, was a great surprise. Uh, uh, Bloodborne leaked, which was unfortunate. It could have been a nice surprise. Um, with Uncharted, uh, I think uh, they I think it would have been good if they showed a little bit more of Uncharted, but what they did show was great, nice little tease. Uh, to me, personally, I think Nintendo's was was the best conference, though. Nintendo's um, was the best conference. Yeah, I think it was it was presented in, in in a very humor comical type of way. Even though some people probably didn't find it funny, uh, they tried to do something different. Um, they announced the games that people were wanted them to announce. You know, I don't think a lot of people expected them to show anything of Zelda outside of just announce it. Um, they they gave a lot of details of, of Smash Brothers, especially with the release dates. Um, so uh, you know, personally, I, I think N- Nintendo for me for me did, had the best conference overall. I mean, they took jabs at at themselves. They they made fun of themselves. So it's always good when the company knows its faults. So okay, so um, then it's three for Sony. And one for Nintendo. Either way, I think that Nintendo has something to be proud of this E3. I haven't seen the conference, but it sounds like they really presented themselves as some as a company that's really growing out of their pit, um, out of its pit. So I, I'm happy that Nintendo is finally finding the identity that it needs to find here. Um, I, I'd love to see the Wii U get bigger for the rest of 2014 and into 2015. I'd like to see it get a little bigger. It's been growing. Not necessarily very quickly, but it's been growing. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of Nintendo, and I hope they continue to grow. Um, for me, the clear winner... For me, the winner... I don't know about clear winner. If, uh, it was a little hard to call last night because I had just gotten out of Sony's. I was still kind of wowed by Uncharted 4. Um, so it was hard to think critically and, and think separately. But um, I, I feel like Sony won. Uh, today, I feel like Sony won just because they had a stronger presentation... Um, they had more to wow the audience, um, and they weren't playing it. They weren't just like playing it safe and, and being timid like Microsoft was. They were comfortable. They were Sony, and um, they surprised us. They they impressed us. 
which is what E3 is all about, I think. Um, impressing people, making the business deals, getting everything going. But Microsoft um, did... Uh, that, that's not a slight at Microsoft, because Microsoft definitely accomplished what it needed to do. Um, and as it grows, I think we will see them become more confident uh, in their new uh, pathway that they're taking the Xbox One. Um, guys, it's been a really long RDGA. <laughs> Uh, the the only episode that's longer than this one is I think episode five when we had Dane here and he went to like three hours um, and I, I feel terrible because for Ben and Fraser it's really late or, or by now early because they're in the UK um, it's a, yeah four twenty three a.m. here exactly so um, still still living a big 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 RDG <laughs> <laughs> still living a big RDGH shout out to you guys thank you for staying up so late to do this with us I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you to Ernie. Oh, before we before we leave our E three topic, I, I think I think E three needed more Bruce Lee. E3 needed more. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um in addition to that, we're not we're not actually done with E three yet. Um don't forget I told you that you had to wait for Ernest's opinion on who won E three. Here that is right now. I I haven't looked at everything um, that this, you know, that they've put out, but uh, Nintendo maybe? Nintendo had the best conference? I think so. Wow. I think so. Um, I just, it's just, I mean, I am biased because I am a big Star Fox fan, Absolutely. and that announcement came out of nowhere, and just really excited, and uh, Super Smash Brothers looks really cool. Um, there's their uh, Nintendo's booth is just dominated by Super Smash Brothers, and that gives me hope that they'll they'll make this one a good one and really try and you know have a conversation with the community and um, you know patch it and make this great for parties and for the hardcore competitive scene. Well, they better. I hope they do. Yeah, they're, they're only going to get so many opportunities here. Um, but that's great. That that's awesome. That's actually really great news for Nintendo that they had such a strong performance. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, all these strong first-party titles okay. finally moving more we use for them. Great. I'm tempted to pick one up myself now. <laughs> you, you should, man. They sound good. Yeah. All right. Guys, that's RDGH for episode 21, post-E3. It's been a great E3. Looking for that forward to next year's. I'm already excited to see what happens next year and see where all of these new consoles go. Finally, the games are coming in and the libraries are getting bigger. Um, I'm so tired of hearing people saying that either console has no games because they both have games. That's stupid. Um, so uh, with that, we're done. Let me check. Um, I, I haven't seen anything new on Twitter as far as RDGH is concerned. But just to let you know, we do have a new RDGH name. Same account, new name. We're no longer at RDGHPSU. We are at the RDGH, at T-H-E-R-D-G-H. Uh, I'm totally serious. So follow us there and tell us what you thought about E3 2014. Um, also, don't forget to follow us uh, or, yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we are on iTunes, and if you subscribe, you can get all of our amazing podcasts, both PlayStation, Unchained, and us, downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. Uh, ben, any shout-outs? Or... 
Uh, I'll, I'll do some sleep outs. Um, I want to shout out to Crimson, Chin, Shahid, uh, everyone who follows me on Twitter. Thanks for putting up with me on Twitter. Uh, that's that's about it. Absolutely. Uh, and how can people contact you? Uh, you can contact me at chili underscore UK or ben.chilibearhall at psu.com or neilgaff at chili. Okay. And um, Gary, how about you? Any shout-outs? Uh, just to uh, all our listeners, uh, everyone who who's at E3 right now, uh, working away for us, uh, everybody who actually put up all those articles, uh, 53 articles I believe we had up. Is that just That's, for the Sony conference, or is that for all of the conferences? That was for the yeah, Sony. That was throughout the day, I think. One says just for Sony, one says throughout the day. I don't know. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, shout out to you guys for second day in a row, staying till 4.30 a.m. <laughs> I was exhausted after all the social stuff. I was like, ah. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Two hours sleep, then into work, and then back home to do all this. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And for Mike Heritage, man, that guy stayed up for 26 hours straight for writing stuff. For those of you who have no clue what we're talking about, we were all from PlayStation Universe. Um, we write PlayStation stuff, and so we were all paying attention to Sony's conference uh, and doing some work there. Um, <laughs> Gary, I ranted randomly at Mike. <laughs> Gary, how can people contact you? Uh, you can contact me on Twitter at Gaglaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or on PSU's email that at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. 66 followers, man. I know, it's like stuck there. Getting closer. I'm going to start off. Believe in Gaza. Believe in Gaza. <laughs> um, Fraser, how can people contact you? If you want to... Come talk, whatever, do whatever. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Frazd1013Zeds. Three Zeds. And don't forget to follow his channel on YouTube, Smash Gaming 999 I've been checking it out. looks pretty good. Um, so for some, some really good um, game previews, let's plays, uh, just talks about games, check out his channel. It's really cool. Um, I have like 91 followers, but Fraser has both of us beat Gary with 250 followers. Um, so follow him at Fraz101. And um, as for me, you can contact me if you like. I am at goglen underscore on Twitter, at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore on Twitter. Or you can email me at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Uh, send us your tweets. Again, tell us what you think about E3 2014. And leave us a review on iTunes. If you leave us a review, we will actually uh, read your review on the air. Uh, or um, online next week. Um, and the same for your tweets. If you, you can control what we talk about, basically, which is so cool. Um, so, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending the past two hours and 20-something minutes with us. And with all of that, we're finished. So until next week, guys, stay classy. Uh, we're RDGH, and we wish you a great week, great gaming, and as always, don't be a racist.